Hey, everybody. Welcome in to the Raheel and Jose Show podcast, formerly known as the Raheel Show podcast, but I guess they'll always be known as the Raheel Show podcast because I don't know how to up- update iTunes. Right. So it's just the Raheel Show with Jose, but it's really the Raheel and Jose Show. My little buddy, Jose. We got a lot to talk about. You and I were at the uh, center of sports map fame. About time. For last week. I'm just going to say it was the number one story until somebody tells me it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it was the number one story. So uh, we'll talk about that. Today on the show, David Nuno, my other, I'm his little buddy. Like If you're my little buddy, right. I'm his Jose. Wait, what? How much older is he than you? He is 10 years older than me. No way. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's much older. Seven or 10. Wow, I didn't realize. He's he was, in his 40s. I didn't realize he was that old. He's the best looking 40 year old <laughs> that I've ever seen. And I'm not just saying that because he's my brother. Right. Like, he really is the best in shape. I wish I looked like him right now at the age of 33. (laughs) So he's going to be on the show a little bit later on. I'll talk to him, catch up with him, figure out how he's doing. We'll talk a little sports on that. But for the most part, it's just going to be us, you know, bullshitting. And that's what we're really good. Channel 13's David Nuno. And he's also featured on this week's My Craziest Story, which will be out tomorrow so if you're listening on a thursday this episode drops thursday my craziest story comes out friday so look up my craziest story and you can find that there he will be on that one as well i said look david if i'm gonna pay you like this much zero dollars i'm gonna get the most i'm gonna milk the cow yeah that's what we gotta do all right jose uh it's been a couple of weeks Uh, a lot has changed in the last two weeks i i am back from a vacation That's right. Um, So I'll talk a little bit about that in a little bit. But let's talk about the first thing that people might be listening for that follow us. Shout out to all you guys that listen. Thank you so much for not only listening to this, but following us and interacting with us. Uh, We appreciate it. I appreciate it. I know you appreciate it. So thank you guys. And they're probably wondering, uh, where were my pair of Jordans? (laughs) <laughs> you know, so let's set it up for people that haven't seen it. If you want to pause the podcast, you can go to sportsmap.com or you can simply Google Jose Partita Concords, C-O-N-C-O-R-D-S or Jordan 11s and it'll come up. It's also on YouTube. It's also in the description of this podcast. I'll throw it in there. So what the setup was, I surprised you with a pair of the Holy Grails, the Concord 11s and it was phenomenal. Like I, you I got wish, me so good, dude. I wish I could see your like that reaction that you had <laughs> was worth all the effort. Like it involved a lot of people putting it together really, really fast. It was last minute, but uh, you got the Grails, man. That was the shoe that you've always wanted, right? And yeah, you just haven't had a chance to get. Like realistically, I think we all want a pair of Yeezys from Nike, right? Oh yeah, but it's not going to happen. Those, that's not a, those yeah. aren't attainable. Those that's out. Not at our not at our budgets, at least. No. So uh, you got the Concord. So tell me about it, man. How did what happened? How did it feel? I I was so you genuinely fooled me with the idea of of uh, doing a video podcast because it's something we've entertained before. Mm-hmm. So I was I was a uh, I was really looking forward to that. I thought that was seriously a thing. Uh, the way you, you, the way you, uh, told me about the way he, you convinced me to come up here so early was essentially that we were taping a pilot for those that don't know, we were taping a, a video pilot for a video portion of our podcast. And <laughs> by doing so, I guess what you told me was 
that we were going to be featured on another website and we were going to get paid to be featured on said website. So I was like, shit, hell yeah, yeah. give me the money. It was a setup was my buddy is starting a new website called yeah. thisisfunny.com. Which that got taken out. I wish they would have left that Which should have given it away to yeah. me. That's such a stupid name. Yeah. And I was like, the reason we got to film this is a pilot episode. They just want to know who we are. That's right. It. And that's how I set it up for you. And so I came in here. A couple people. So we'll get to that. But I came in here. You blind. I blindfolded myself. You started having me. Fill things out, which apparently I'm really fucking good at. You're great at it. <laughs> a couple of people You're were like, "Dog millionaire," as I said. <laughs> like you really are. You had a story for every item. I did. Uh, a couple of people asked me if I knew what the like if I if it was a setup. Like I already knew what the stuff were, and like no, the only I will confess the only thing I kind of I knew right away what it was because it was the basketball that's on your desk. Yeah. And once you, I felt the different panels, I was like, oh, this is the final four ball from his desk. But the filter, like it, I didn't. The filter, the yeah. the letter J, which I can't believe I got. The shoes, no idea whatsoever. So the entire thing started. So I was in D.C. until Wednesday. So I right. got back in Thursday, and we filmed this on Friday. And Thursday, like I did my thing, nothing. Um, my contact at Jordan Brand, you know, he. Let me go back. Okay, so when when we're doing that Holy Grail story, right? Regarding that shoot, I reached out to him. I was like, hey. Um, Here's the story. Check this out, man. I think you'll like it. Features Bun B, Joe Blank. You know, Bun B's a big advocate of Jordan. He right. actually got his grails like five months ago. He got these shoes five months ago, and I was so jealous. <laughs> so I sent it to him, and he's like, wow, you know, this this is really cool, that that Jose part. Who's this Jose kid? I told him about you. And he said, hey, I, you know, we'd like to send him a gift. We'd like to give him a pair before because he— exemplifies yeah. what we want with right. the shoe, right? And I know it's silly for those of you that aren't into the shoe, shoe culture, but this is a pair of this is a pair of Jordans that it's a legacy pair. Yeah. Right? It's something 20 years from now people will still want because it's such an iconic shoe. And he said, hey, we really want to send it to him. And I was like, that would be tremendous. Like, I, that would be the coolest thing ever for him. I Because you would appreciate it yeah. way more than anybody, right? Like, Definitely. Uh, like, that, it, it was so cool. And that was about a month and a half ago, roughly, right? Yeah, mid-November. Mid-November. So that night, I texted you and I said, hey, man, um, my brother is thinking about buying these shoes. And he's not a shoe guy, but he's about your, you know, he's about your size or, you know, what's the conversion? Because he usually right. wears Adidas. I made up some bullshit. You did. And I was like, what, what size are you? And you're like, I go size eight on Jordan. I said, oh, perfect. Thank you. And I'm so stupid because I should have realized... You already have a pair of 11s, so you should know how they fit. Yeah. But, of course, when you texted me that, I wasn't thinking about, like, <laughs> exactly. oh, he, he has a pair of 11s. Why is he asking me? Yeah. So I was like, oh, <laughs> thank you, size 8. I thought, I thought you were going to be like, why? What are you doing? No. Nah. I had a secondary story ready to go. What was it? Do you uh, remember? It was just going to be, I think we're going to get sponsored by Jordan. They might send us. I was going to let you know that they're going to send us something. Yeah. But I, I was going to say, don't. Like, it's like 4% chance. But, you know, right. let's just shoot for it. I applied for this partnership thing or whatever. Right. I was going to make up some bullshit, but <laughs> luckily you just you gave me the shoe size. So that was awesome. Luckily, I'm a fucking idiot. So a month and a half ago, I told our guy there and I said, hey, he's a size eight. I'd never heard back from him. Look, he's busy. He's also, you know, in the process, he, he just got married too. So right. I'm like, well, whatever. It's not going to happen. But when he told me that he was going to send it, I immediately, I knew what I wanted to do. I was like, we got to film the, the reveal. He has right. to be blindfolded. And... I thought about that video for a month and a half. Like I would have dreams about it because I thought it was going to be so cool. Right. Like it's such a, it's a fun, different thing to do. And finally 
I just, you know, like when I got back from DC, I said, all right, he's not going to send it because a release is in two days. There's yeah. no way it's going to happen. So Thursday goes by and I had already moved on. I was like, oh, well, you know, Jose will get a pair online. Literally, yeah. every, you can still get a pair, I think. Right. Uh, and then Friday happens. I walk in and Esme, our front, um, our admin in the front, she goes, hey, Raheel, uh Jordan sent you something. I'm like, what are you talking about? I, <laughs> why did Jordan send me something? So I grabbed the box and I was thinking it was a pair for me, like the 33s, because I've been bugging. Yeah. Them. I was like, I want those 33s so badly just to play in. And I opened it up and I was like, oh, these are Jose's shoes. Damn. And that's why. So Friday morning, I call, I panicked. I called you. Did. You did. You called me three times and I, I, I called you like a calls. parent checking in, like, where are you? It's <laughs> 1130 at night. I called you, I texted you, and I was like, this is going to give it away. Right. He's going to be like, he's up to something. Why on the fuck is Raheel calling me? So I, I met with our guys, Brandon, Brandon Strange, who does all the digital, video production yeah. and digital stuff, and Jack, who killed it on the edit, man. Yeah. Like, Jack, you are awesome if you're listening. Josh, all these guys. So I was like, dude, can we pull this off? I know this is a 30-minute warning. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So I told you to rush down here. And as you already mentioned the setup, I was like, hey, we're doing a pilot episode. And then we did the actual video. And those of you that watched it, thank you. And again, you can pause it and find it. It's in the description of this podcast. And then when you held the Jordans, when you held it in your hands, I don't know if you saw my face. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. He's holding his own shoe. He has no idea. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you got him. I don't even care. I didn't get a pair. Why not? Because I, I'm going to get next year's. Uh, you going to double up next year? No, I'm just going to get. Well, I'm going to get one. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to get one for my brother. All right. So yeah, if you're listening, don't. I'm sorry, ruin the surprise because he wants those too. Like he legit. Yeah. Those are the shoes reds. that we couldn't afford him when right. we were growing up. That exact pair, I'm buying it for him. Yeah, and it's funny because when I first felt them, the sole of the of the Jordan 11 is really unique. So I knew right away what it was. I just thought it was your pair of the 7210s. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, you had them. So when I took the blindfold off, I was like, oh, shit, this is a pair of Concords. So it wasn't, in, it wasn't until you started talking that it started to sink in like, wait, what? How are these mine? Like, how did... Yeah. And my first immediate thought was uh, in those split seconds before you started talking and saying how Jordan Brand gave, them, uh, gave me these as a gift... My first immediate thought was, oh, he probably got a pair from Adrian, from uh, our friend Adrian from Sneaker Summit. So then you're like, oh, Jordan Brand wanted to to uh, award you the shoe to continue the legacy of the Grail. And I just, I was speechless. I was genuinely speechless because, as I mentioned uh, on Twitter, I've, I've been buying Jordan since element, elementary school. Never in my life did I expect, one, them to identify me individually as a person, and as a consumer of, of their shoes, and two, for them to just give me a pair. And add to that the most sought-after release of the year. Yeah. So it was just, it was so overwhelming. Like, I had, I just couldn't, I had no words, and I just still can't put it into words how I felt in those moments. Like, that was a highlight of the year for me, without a doubt. Like, think about the people on this list, okay? Bun B got a pair from them. Rachel Nichols of The Jump was rocking hers, and she was giving it from Jordan. Katie Nolan as well. Yeah. Like all these. And Jose Partita, baby. Hey, we made it, okay? (laughs) That was sweet. We on, baby. It's like, it's the same care package that every sneaker YouTube, because I watch a lot of sneaker uh, YouTubers, obviously. 
it's the same care package that they mm-hmm. got, the same gift wrap, the same dust bags that don't come with the release. Okay, I know so it's confirmed. It's yeah. not the public, right? You yeah, just... I bought a, I bought another pair to help out a uh, a friend, my friend uh, Bobby Beats, because he uh, he couldn't get the pair. And so I opened the box to check, and sure enough, they don't come with that dust bag yeah. that that the pair that I I got came with. So that's really special. And I just you, you're right, like to to think like this is the same care package that they gave to high profile people. That's just it's so cool. I love, man. I was so happy. And uh, you got the shoes now. And again, you guys can go watch it. Uh, it's something I, I I can't think of a better person to get them because I know. Thank you, man. Like, and the lot. other thing is, I know like you, you're a guy that pays it forward also. I try. So I know that this is good. This gesture is going to pay dividends in your life. So I was so happy, man. Uh, and then you got me a gift. I did get you a gift. I was going to save it for the podcast, but we have David coming in. So, but thanks, Nuno. Thanks for ruining it, Nuno. But uh, I got that. I honestly, I was I was a little skeptical because it was one of those random Facebook ads, right? Mm-hmm. And you think, oh God, I don't know if I like. I've never heard of this business. I looked up the business. I couldn't find anything. But I ended. It's a so essentially what it is. It's a uh, graduation bear from the Kanye West album graduation. It's a bobblehead of said bear. So I ordered two. I got myself one too. And in my mind, the whole thing was one or two things are going to happen. They're gonna, it's going to show up in like two months because it's probably coming from China or something. And two, when it shows up, it's going to be absolute shit. Yeah. And neither of those things happened. I got them in about a week, and they are really good. I yeah. really like those bobbleheads. It's the sweetest bobblehead. You can, <laughs> I put a picture on Twitter, and you guys can find that. I'll link it too. Man, that is like that is on my... I have a little collection on my desk of all the things that I love looking at. Like, cause during the day, sometimes, okay, I, I get, get we bored. have an easy job, but sometimes you get creatively burnt. You're just like, Oh God, I just need like something for inspiration. So I have a, a collection of inspiration stuff to the right, right of me. And it made that wall. Like you got Shay, you got Shay Serrano's book, basketball and other things, which is the grail for us reading wise that my Supreme gun from our <laughs> man, Jose uh, or not Jose from Josh, Josh Shout out to El Jefe. He gave me the Supreme Money Gun. Uh, and then I got some championship rings, whatnot. But that one, like, it's there now. And I love it, man. It's so cool. I put it on Instagram and immediately somebody messaged me like, where can I buy this? Where can I buy this? So I'll have to get the link from you later. Because this girl's like, I need to buy this for my my husband or boyfriend or whatever. Right. To her. I don't know. It, and it's just, like I mentioned, it, it was just me mm-hmm. just one morning. I got up and I scrolled through Facebook and there it was. That's awesome. Dude. I was, and I've, and to be honest, I haven't like I haven't seen the ad again. I don't know if they're even still available. I'll check right now. She, we only got two of two, baby. Two of two. Yeah, she tried. She googled immediately, and she couldn't find it. She uh, like, these must be super rare. No, I said, yeah, these are five hundred bucks each, but I'll sell you mine. <laughs> I love you, Jose, but we'll split the profit. <laughs> Shit, I'll take the two fifty. No, they they are still available. It looks like. Okay, yeah, send me that link, and I'll send it to her. That's pretty cool. That's a really cool gift. It's a bobblehead of the graduation bear. And it reminds us of a, of a more earlier Kanye. Of better times. Yeah, better times, better times. Um, okay, so that's all the holiday stuff. I will have some holiday stories after Christmas. We're gonna next week's episode. We're gonna do our best of 2018 as well. So my challenge to everyone, including you, Jose, is writing down everything that happened in 2018 for a recap sake for your personal right uh, archives. So I'm going to do that as well. That's something I'm going to start this year where I'm going to recap professionally, family, sports-wise, 
you know, random music, movies, and just recap everything. And then we'll go over ours. I think uh, that'll be fun to do a recap of 2018, as well as some holiday stories that are coming up. Because I have some good ones for you, but I just can't share them right now because okay. I'm still working on them. So uh, we'll do that uh, for the next podcast, which I think Thursday's our new day now. I think so. I think th- Thursday's because we have the whole week. We can get all our stuff done and yeah, we have some time to hang out. All right. Um, the other thing, real quickly, one last not a promotional thing, but go to Sports Map again. That's the website that we write for because you wrote a really nice tribute to Charlie Morton, who is leaving the Houston Astros. I did, and it, I I've been I've taken a break from writing for a little bit. I was a little burnt, but uh, I was waiting for the right moment to make my comeback, and Charlie Morton decided to leave us, and I I did a tribute. So if you want to find that, that's on SportsMap.com. I believe it's still on the front page. Uh, people love it, which is good. So I would appreciate if you checked it out. And that dude, for those of you that don't watch sports as much as we do, or you know, you're not dialed in, but he was. There were a lot of heroes when you win a championship, but that was the pub. Like he was the underground hero, like the hero that everyone right. just. You got your Altuve, George Springer, and Correa's, right? You got right. your Verland or all that, but like everyone just gravitated towards Charlie. Charlie Morton. fucking Morton. Yep. And it it was what I wrote about on there is like. He, his his outing in that game epitomized the way in which things happen here in Houston. We hit get hit with uh, adversity, in the sense that he faced six batters in in that in the sixth inning. He gave up uh, two two hits and a walk, a run scored, and then from that he just shut everyone down. Nine batters in a row, retired them and won the game. Like that's that's the epitome of taking your moment and saying you're not gonna take this away from me. Yeah. So that's that's what I took away from rewatching uh, Game Seven last night. So, I mean, I hey, go get your money, Charlie. You gotta get F- your money. Fifteen man. million a year for a thirty-five-year-old. Go get your money, boy. You gotta go get your. I money. ain't hating. None at all. So uh, check that one out also and support the the work that we put in. Uh, don't click on my five essential gifts for the modern man. What? <laughs> don't click on that. that I wrote that as my <laughs> weekly story, and we've been just teasing. you mailed it in. <laughs> Bro, I always mail it in. Come, Come on, on. Come on, man. You know I always mail it in. I literally looked at five things I was wearing and I go, you know what? This would make a good story because everyone could use this. <laughs> everyone could use these things in their lives, okay? <laughs> I'm going to go look at it now. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, okay, so you guys can go check all that out. But let's recap some other things that have happened since. So I went to Washington, D.C. Washington, oh, D.C. Oh, yeah, you were flexing on the Twitter. Bro. I would assume on the gram too, cause, but I'm not on the gram. So I keep tagging you on stuff. I forgot you don't <laughs> use it as much. No, but the thing is, like, I see it's funny because I get every once in a while I will because I, I deleted the app from my phone, but I'm logged in on my browser. Mm. So every once in a while I'll check it just to see what notifications I have. It's all and me. it's always it's always things I'm tagged in by other people. <laughs> El Jefe will tag me on stuff. My friend Marco will tag me on stuff. You'll tag me on stuff. And it's just like, oh, shit, okay. Uh, I missed this three weeks ago. The funny thing is, I saw on Instagram <laughs> real quickly, if you don't follow Raheel doing things, that's a fan, fan account. Yeah, it's a fan-run account of me. And I, I guess my email is linked to it, or that's the email they <laughs> use. I'm not sure what's happening. But a random ass company emailed me. They're like, hey, we're looking for social media influencers. Oh, Jesus. And uh, we'd love to use you. You get a percentage of sales. And I'm thinking, all right, I'm kind of in. I'm kind of in right now. It's a female clothing company. And it's probably dog. like an auto-generated email. Yeah. And I was like, this is so bad. And we will talk about, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch American Meme, the documentary no. on Netflix yet. American Meme. It's regarding social influencers. 
We'll talk a little bit about that, but it ties in perfectly to that. But we'll do that in a second. So, yeah, I flexed hard on uh, on it, on the trip to D.C., and it just happened to be. So, rest in peace, H.W. Right. He's gone. 41's gone. We're pouring out a little. Pouring so, out some water. he passes away on Friday, right? It was Friday, right. like midday or night. I forgot when, but he passes away on Friday. And I didn't think much of it. I was like, oh, you know. Whatever. You know, rest in peace. That's a president that passed away. Um. They're probably going to do a bunch of ceremonies right here in Houston. I didn't think it would be in D.C., so, you know, whatever. Saturday, we traveled to D.C. I watched the Texas-Oklahoma game on the plane. <laughs> okay, side note, I know I get uh, – there's a lot of tangents on this podcast, and I get distracted a lot, so I, I apologize. That's okay, man. But to all the big companies out there, shout-out to uh, Wi-Fi on Southwest Airlines. That was dope. Holly, thank you for your password. I appreciate it. My whole family does because we all used your Wi-Fi password. Uh, we got great service, but ESPN, if you're going to have a product that you want me to use, you've got to improve it. You got to improve the watch ESPN app. The Wi-Fi was decent, right? The feed from watch ESPN was shit to the point where I, I found a bootleg feed yeah, that was I'm gonna HD. Go to Reddit. I'm going to go to Reddit. Yeah. Reddit back backslash uh, college football streams. Anything. Just go Reddit. Just keep it on the deal. And streams and you'll find it. That's exactly what I did. The stream that I was getting on ESPN because there's so much bloat software there, so you know what's called bloat software. Right. It's underneath you got it just takes up so much bandwidth that the feed was horrible. And I was like, I can't watch this game like that. I can't do it. This is gonna suck. And I said, Well, let me just try. Let me see if Reddit works here. It wasn't uh it wasn't uh blacklisted on the on the on the Wi Fi. Thank goodness. Yeah. So I that's I, something that they probably yeah, should have blacklisted. They should, to be right? Honest. So there's a lot. I find I think I ended up using grandma streams or something. One of like the OG streams, HD quality to the point where people behind me were watching with me. (laughs) That's so great. This quality is great. You were the plug. Yeah. I was like, what app are they're like, what app are you on? I said, oh, it's ESPN. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I said. ESPN. You can't give away uh, Reddit streams. Yeah. Yeah. That's only for us. Yeah. So I'm watching the game on that. That was horrible. Uh, hey, we got to the Big 12 Championship game. Cool. You don't want to talk about that? I don't want to talk about no? it. Okay, hook It's em. rough. It's so hard watching a game when the, nobody else around you cares. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, and I had to calm myself down. So you're on, get, a, you're yeah. on a plane. Yeah, it's really hard. Now, if it was like with other UT people, it would have been cool, but it wasn't. So we get to DC, and then all the details come out. Like, hey, here's what's going to be happening, guys. So Monday, President H.W. Bush's body's going to arrive, and you can you know go pay your respects to it. We had a we had a tour of the Capitol set up on Monday with my cousin who works in the Senate. He works uh, for a senator. He's a really? staffer, and he goes, "Hey guys, I don't think we can do this tour." And I'm like, "No, like this is the reason we booked it. Like, right. we legit wanted to go DC just for this tour. The White House tour? No, the Capitol tour. Okay. Like we really wanted to. That's so see. nerdy, by the way. Yeah, I know, I know it is. Your but wife was down for this. My wife's the one who booked it. She wanted Jeez, to. Do this. Y'all He's some like, nerds, dog. He he told her that we can do this. Like right. he can take us on a private tour, and she's like, "Well, let's go do it." We had other reasons no, yeah, to be there too, but that was that was the reason we did it. <laughs> I had to go see my college roommate and my best friend. He just had a kid, so I had to go see him. I had another friend from college. She just had a kid, and so I had to go. See doesn't him. your sister live up there? Uh, no, she used to live up there. She's no longer there. She's uh, in Toronto. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Toronto. She's in, but she she's she's, she moved to DC after college for right. a while. So we go up there, and I'm like, "Man, this sucks." I'm like. All our plans are kind of yeah. ruined now. I mean, there's other things to do. Stupid Whitey had to die. And he died. <laughs> um, but 
it ended up being like the coolest thing ever because yeah. the entire trip, every outlet, radio, TV, it was round the clock coverage about HW and like learned so much about him. It was pretty cool, you know. Right. Like we always see him at the games, and he's just a, he's just a public figure, right? right? But I think we all forget the story. Like this dude dedicated his life to serving people. That was right. it. And it was really cool to see that. Then on Tuesday, we had a chance to go. We got a little shortcut. My cousin was like, well, you can just come with me and you can cut the line. People waited three hours to go pay their respects. That's insane. That's like... For someone they don't, like, that's crazy. I can't think of anybody that I would wait three hours for to go, like, not family related or something like that, but just a public figure that you don't know you've never... You're lying, dog. Even Kanye. All right, damn. I was going to say, you would do that for Ye. No? I wouldn't wait three hours. Michael Jordan? No. Kobe Bryant? No. No, nobody. I, I've gone through the list. There's nobody that I can think of. People waited John Granados? No. <laughs> Fuck that. Personal, personal. I mean, I, public figures. All right. Granados a public figure? Yeah, but he, we know him. We got beef, but he's somebody a public that, figure. Somebody that you don't know and you've never talked to, but you respect their work. I can't think of one. Um, people waited three hours like it was a Black Friday sale <laughs> with no payoff. Like you just literally walked into the rotunda, you walked around, right? You know, you said your prayers, you said your thoughts, and then you move on. That's, That's it. insane. And you got a little piece of, you got a card as a thank you. That was it. That's crazy. And he, and, I I couldn't do that. Okay, here's the other part of this. Not only was it three hours, but that line never stopped up until like two in the morning, dude. That's stupid. That's so At crazy. At midnight, the wait was two and a half hours. That's so. I don't get that. Why do we love presidents so much? They're, they're, look, president, that's a, that's a rare thing. You become a president, you yeah. lead a country, you have memories about them. Okay, so the, only, the closest thing I can relate to is, I'm sure when H.W. became president, all these people, like, they have fond memories of something, right? Like what he did for them as a country, all that. And you want to celebrate that. That's pretty cool. The closest thing, like, uh, political, politician-wise, where I could... I'd be like, man, you know what? I really rallied around that guy would be President Obama's first term. Right. That was hype. I was hyped up, man. Like, that was really cool, right? Bro, Obama. Even then, one day President Obama's going to pass away. We all do. I'm not going to D.C. to wait in line. Three hours, hell no. No, people flew in just for that. Like, they took last-minute trips. That is unreal, man. Like, the amount of respect. And, And that's a good thing. Like, we should have respect for the office. It doesn't matter who's in there, okay? Shout out President Trump. Still got to respect the office, all right? That's crazy to me. I can't think of one. Do you have one where you would wait three hours in the cold? It was 38 degrees. Oh, God. I've known, I'm notorious for waiting in lines for stuff I have no business waiting in lines for. But I can't, three hours. Three hours, no, I don't know. No, right? It would have to be in a situation like yours where you just so happened, oh, I'm here. Yeah. And, and even, even there, then, even then, if I didn't have a, you know, an inside, if I didn't have a hookup there, it. I wouldn't have done it. No. I told my wife we, we could go by the uh, Capitol and see how long the lines are. And if it's like 45 minutes, yeah. we should do it because we want to see the inside of the Capitol. We've never seen it. Yeah. It was more to like go see the inside and you happen to be there. That's pretty cool. No. I can't. There's not. And not only that, here's the next level of this. It wasn't all people that just live in D.C. These are people that traveled there. They were probably already there, tourists like me. Yeah. But a lot of people did travel specifically for that. Like our hotel, it went up three times 
that night, Surprise. Monday night. Yeah. Wow. It's like, wow. I mean, it's obviously surge pricing, right? Yeah. Um, you would have to travel there last minute. So you're looking at $800 for flights, 600, 500. Let's yeah. go like a, let's just, let's use Kanye as an example, right? You got to go to Chicago. That's probably a $500 ticket round, round trip last minute, maybe more hotel for a night or two. So yeah. you're looking at a thousand dollars in addition to the weight. No, I'm good to just go walk around a casket. No, I'm good. Right. I can't. And that's can't what's mind boggling that is that he had enough respect with people where they're like, yeah, we'll do it. That's insane. What? We'll do it. And we're not going to be, we're not going to be bitches about it. We're not going to moan and like, oh, we're going to get pneumonia. Like, so they what? were happy. They're like, yeah. people were smiling the entire time. I, I, I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. Like what I should have talked to more people. I think that's, that's on me. Cause I asked people, how long have you been waiting? And I got that, but I didn't get why they took the trip up there. So yeah. that was, I, I, I couldn't believe it's it. It's surreal. It's a, I can't, I can't imagine waiting in long in line that long. Like I've waited in lines that for that long, that length of time. I'm a sneakerhead after all, but for there to be like no real, like what's the payoff? The tangible payoff. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe we're just, we're, we're just like in that point in our life where we just need tangible rewards. Right. You know, I, I don't know. I am a millennial. Yeah, I, I I don't get it. So if anybody wants to reach out to me and explain it a little bit more, please do. Uh, the other thing from there, we went to the National Portrait Gallery, which is awesome. That's where all the president's portraits are, President I, Obama. I, I saw you post that, yeah. Um, and it was pretty cool to see HWs there. Like, you know, that was, that was I thought that was cooler than going in there and just walking mm-hmm. around the casket. Uh, the Obama portrait was pretty cool. President Obama portrait was cool. Michelle Obama's was pretty cool. The highlight, though, was... I didn't know they had a, a Basquiat there. Really? Yeah, I didn't know they had, like, they have a contemporary wing, uh-huh. and they have all sorts of uh, fixtures and whatnot. I didn't know they had, a, like, I just stumbled across it. They had an untitled one, and it was a, an x-ray. It's called x-ray. Did and you try to buy it? I wish. <laughs> you know, he's, he is the highest-selling American artist yeah. ever. Not Andy Warhol. It's Basquiat. And That's I think a lot of that is the resurgence of his work. And right. I think hip hop gravitating towards him. Jay Z obviously was like the one that made it like oh having a Basquiat, whatever. His he had some art go for hundred and thirteen million dollars. One painting. And a lifetime, I think he's generated over seven hundred million. I can I looked that up. Basquiat lifetime sales. And I think it's his estate that gets it, right? Or I don't, I I don't know who gets it. But it's a crazy number. You're like, what the hell? Anyways, they had one there. And it's like, you don't see it. I think outside of New York, there's not many museums that have it. What's the number? Did you find it? Lifetime. Uh, I don't see it. Let me look this up. I want to get the number right. I should have written it down because I was researching it yesterday too. Let me see. Basquiat Lifetime Sales. Oh man, it's a it's a big number. Do 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 do. Great researching here. Okay, I'll find it. One hundred and ten million. There's a eighty nine million. Another piece that sold for eighty nine million. That's for eighty nine million. Yeah. Okay, so I was yeah. Hundred was the highest you said. You oh my god. Year. All right, I gotta find. I'll find that later on. There, here it is. Here's uh, as you mentioned, Basquiat sells for mind blowing 110 million. This is a story that I read. Let me scroll down, and 
boom, boom, boom. I know. I'm sorry, guys. You got to just stick with me. This is a pretty long episode. I got to give you guys this number. I am freaking out now. And I can't find it. Of course I can't. Of course I can't. Okay, look up highest American art, highest grossing American artist ever. And it'll, it'll, it'll be Basquiat and they'll give you the number. I'm so fascinated with this number that I forgot it. Man, where is this number? Did you find it? Okay, you'll find it. I got to move on. I got to move on. This is taking way too much time for me to find this number online right now. Okay, anyways, they had one there, so I stumbled across that, and that was pretty dope, man. Seeing that, like, painting there. So that's why I texted you last night. I was like, yo, I'm going to go to the Manila Collection, which is here in Houston. They have a Basquiat there. They Really? Yeah. I have, I went two, three years ago. I don't remember. They redid a lot of it. Yeah. And we looked it up. Our guy Jordan, my cube mate, I yeah. sit across, and he's fascinated with Basquiat also. There's a good documentary out on him. There's a feature film on it also, on, on him as an artist, all that. But they have one. So we're going to go on Friday, I think, to go look at it for our creative, creative meeting pretty much. That's cute. No, you and me. I oh, you, you comment, I thought right? you meant you and Jordan. I, I'm going to invite Jordan, too. Yeah. I'm going to invite him, too. We're just going to go. There. I, I think you have to do show prep before, so I might just hang out there for a while because I haven't been there since they redid it anyway, so I'm going to look at art on a Friday. What? That's what we do. So that was pretty cool. That was another memorable moment. Um, other things. No, But you got to tell me about the food, dog. Oh, yo, the food was. I, tell they me, tell me a, about they, that. Their food scene online, like, they're... It's it seems not bland. A, yeah, no, it, it was like a, it was just like there's a food scene, but it's not as celebrated. Right. But when you start digging deeper, man, they've got some great places. I don't think they have the, the renowned chefs and all that. And that, yeah. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, me. Either. I don't care about the famous chefs. Like I don't care about that. I just care about like what's a good, you know, like a ramen joint. Right. What's a good breakfast place? That's all I care about. Yeah, it's 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 funny you mentioned that because there's some uh, there's other places in the country where it's like, no, you have to come here to try the food. No, no, no. If you come to Seattle, you have to get this mm-hmm. and this and this. Like, m- the my thing was just finding fresh seafood when I was up there, and boy, did I have plenty of that. God. So it's 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 cool to, for you to say that like it was, you found like almost all these little secrets that aren't really known like nationally yeah but all the locals love them right, like right. I, I just messaged my friends there and i said give me three places i have to eat at and i just compiled my list and that's where we went right uh i the awards that i gave out the most memorable <laughs> thing i had was ethiopian food really ethiopian food well what does that consist of so what they do is so it's a lot of like curries and meat right. all right and what they do is they put it on this bread and i forgot the bread's name so i apologize but it's a spongy cold bread and that like doesn't sound as appetizing because you and I come from cultures where the bread is hot. Right. Tortillas are hot. Non bread is hot. Right. Um, and it's also called chapatis. They're also hot. Mm-hmm. Right. They're hot breads. The Ethiopian culture, their food. What happens is they they bring out this huge, like, I want to say eighteen inch bread, and they Holy put it in the shit. middle of the table. And like for everyone to share? For everyone to share. So there's no, there, you don't, they bring it in serving dishes, but the way you're supposed to do it is it's on that huge bread. And then you, you have your curries and your meats and you yeah. throw it all on the bread. And then you get individual breads and every, there's no plates. You don't get a plate. Hmm. And you just take a piece of bread, get your food and eat it. 
So you have to share it as yeah. a table. And the beef tips, that's what it was called. That was one of the best things I've ever had. Really? It wow. was so damn good, dude. I I, I, I want to go back just for that. And that I won't try. There's a restaurant here called Blue Nile. That's supposed to be good, my brother said. Man, that was. A, I'm so glad we went to a restaurant there, and they have a huge, cult, like a huge community. Mm-hmm. The culture there, the Ethiopian culture, is like just booming right now. Right. So is that kind of like the scene right now? Ethiopian food there, or what is like the? Their scene maybe is, not the hipster thing, but like the the thing that's popping right now. Like their scene is weird because they're when you come to Houston, you stay in Houston. DC is a is a revolving town. Meaning yeah. You've got, look, a majority of the jobs are federal jobs, and a majority of the jobs are people that will leave. So there are a lot of transplants that come in, they'll do their, uh, they'll do their time, right. their quote-unquote time, and then move. Boom, you're gone. It's a revolving door, as my cousin put it. Like, staffers will come, they work on something, and then they get a better job, and they get out. That's it. Right. There is no, there, it's rare to establish your family there and settle down there. It, yeah. It's, you know, it, it's just not that kind of town. But I guess now there's, there's little communities that are flourishing. Like the Ethiopian community is flourishing and they have enough money in the community to open these restaurants and open their businesses. The, uh, the, the Vietnamese community is starting to do that. The Japanese community. So there's little communities that are yeah. starting to starting to rise there. And, and that is the food scene is all these communities that are now starting to take that next step yeah. and establishing their roots with uh, successful businesses. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, they they do have like a hipster eatery that eater, eateries are in right now, of right? Course, like yeah. Food halls, uh, and that was pretty cool. There, we went to one called Union Market. That was really nice. Had to uh, sit next to a guy with a beanie indoors, yeah, denim jacket, much. and everything. And everyone kept looking at me. We were the only Pakistani people there. Jeez, oh, I think it was either that or because I shaved my beard. And people stopped te- tweeting me this. I'm not Hassan Minhaj. <laughs> Maybe it was, I don't know, like, I guess we were doubled. Because the more I look at it, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, kind of. If you've never seen yeah. him in person and I walk by, you go, yeah, is that Hassan Minaj? Is that, <laughs> is that that guy from Netflix? What's his name? Maybe that's why people kept, like, st- I mean, it was, like, outright staring, dude. Yeah. I felt. I told my wife, I was like, can we just leave? Because I don't feel comfortable here. I'm a celebrity, damn it. I don't know what... I, I was like, maybe that maybe ESPN Houston's just huge in DC. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it the, was so uncomfortable. Maybe the Raheel and Jose shows hit national. Maybe maybe we are. We're just big in that market. That is <laughs> it. I couldn't figure it out, man. I couldn't figure it out. Like it wasn't just a double take. It was people are staring. And I was yeah. Like, so whatever the reason was, it made me really uncomfortable. And I, I was like, but I there, go. There is a lot of Middle Eastern people. Like there's minorities there, as you mentioned, right? Yeah, yeah. when I went to Seattle and Portland, it was a while before I saw another Hispanic or, or Middle Eastern person. It was a... It was a while. Yeah, there's whiteies. a lot. Uh, and that's the next thing I want to talk about is, you know, and that's the food. Any other food scene questions? I think you... Uh, it's not, it, it all it looked good, great, man. so I wanted to know it was really more good specifically. Food. Really good Awesome. Food. But the highlight was the Ethiopian food. Other stuff I think you can get here, like craft uh, donuts, craft bagels. You can get that anywhere, in yeah. any city like that. That's part of the food. How do you feel like about when you travel somewhere? Like my some of my friends are super annoying about this, why don't, which is why I don't travel with their asses anymore. But when I go somewhere different, even if it's just to Austin or San Antonio, I'm not eating at like a, like a Whataburger or like I'm trying new things. Like I'm trying things that I can't get here. Like that's what you did, right? Yeah. Even if it's something as basic as, 
oh, I'm gonna go get a a, a nice little donut. Like, absolutely, I'm not, you're not going to Dunkin's or Shipley. They they don't have Shipley's. They're, you're not going to Dunkin' or or some other franchise. Yeah. You're going. Yeah, I want to go somewhere I can't go. And right. when I was younger, like when I would travel with my parents, I think with parents is different, like the comfort zone. Oh, you yeah. don't want to leave the comfort zone, right? Like you, my my parents specifically, and I think your parents are, are like yeah, this. Also sure. where minority parents, like if there is a Pakistani Indian joint, we'll go try it out, a new yeah. one. But when it comes to eating American food, like yeah. we were in London eating Big Macs. <laughs> That's hilarious. We were in Dubai eating Big Macs, right? Like there was a comfort level that right. comes with it because you don't know. And this was also before the age of going and Googling best breakfast spots near me. Right. It was a little bit harder, right? It, sure. it, it was more risk involved where you just go to a random place or you ask somebody, hey, what's a good place? And then you use that. So maybe that's why. But now, I yeah, I would never, I want to eat local. And does it cost a little bit more? Yes, it does. But that's something you will never get to try again. Exactly. Right? So I, I'm with you on that. The, I think the closest thing we had to, uh, to a, uh, a franchise place was Nando's Chicken. Which I don't know if you ever had that. No. It's a do peri peri. Do we have that here? No. No. So the closest thing we have us. is uh, our guys at um, at a uh, Peli Peli. So they do yeah. like a, a South African style cooking, but this chicken, it's just grilled over open flame, and then they put the sauce on it. This uh, peri peri sauce. And yeah. It's so good. But those are available. That's available in other places, but not in Houston. Like we've had it in Dubai, right? Yeah. It's a franchise, but it's just not here. But DC has one, so I love it. I, we went there for our final meal because I was like, you know what? I want to eat it. I haven't, I haven't had that right. in four years. I want it. So that was about that was about as franchisey as I got. Right. But I, I'm with you. Like, I want to go somewhere I can't eat here. Right? That's the whole point. That's yeah. why you're traveling. Um, okay, so con when I was in the capital, I'll give you a quick story about getting in. And this was, I've always heard this, right? Congress, Senate, it, it, who majority makes it up? Like, what's the majority? There's a lot of old white people, yeah, old white dudes, right? And like, you always hear it. And I always thought it was over exaggerated. The number you can tell me all the numbers you want. Ninety three percent of it, you know, it's right. like it's old white dudes. That's that's what it is, you know. And I was like, whatever, you know. Like, I see a lot of minority faces, though. I see the faces that are popular. And then we, so we were in line in the staffers line. So you have to be working in Congress or Senate yeah. or be a staff member to get in. So we were in that line. I'm wearing a Nike hoodie, by the way. Shout out to Nike. My cousin's like, what are you doing? You're he's in a suit. Yeah. Like, he's like, you guys are embarrassing me. You guys are all dressed up like tourists. You have a, a stroller with you. You have a kid with you. Um, Don't get your cousin fired. No, nah, he's good. He's good. He doesn't <laughs> care. He's, he's, he's like, good. Make him feel uncomfortable. Who gives a shit? <laughs> So we're in line, and I'm looking around. And I go, "Wow, dude, you're right." Oh, I mean, this—I don't want to turn this into a race thing, everyone. Okay, I get blamed. Well, you turn everything into a race thing, whatever, whatever, because it's important. It is all white people <laughs> running the country, and yeah, I know it's not breaking news. I know it's not breaking news, but to see it, and not only just the the, the big, you know, like the, the decision makers, right. But the next level of that is all the staffers, all the people that are helping, like each, you know, congressman, each senator has people working under them. Like you could have up to 30 people working for you. Right. And they all look the same. They all look the same. And you're yeah. like, where is the minority representation here? Not only, you know, I get it. It's going to take a time, you know, it's going to take time with senators and Congress and all that. 
but with the staffers. Yeah. In my like from from the moment I met him in the Senate building, taking the underground train, walking over to the Capitol, four, including oh, him. So Jesus. three total minorities, four including him. And these are insane. all staffers. Right. I was That's just bad. like there's a there's a little part and he keeps bugging me about it. He's like, dude, you gotta run you you need to run for office one day. <laughs> you need to run for office. Like he he's like, you gotta do it. He's going to do it, and I, I he'll be successful because he's awesome. You got to do it. And I was like, man, there's a part of me in that moment I go, I do need to do it. This is right. crazy. Like, this is unacceptable. And I'm not saying that people in charge right now aren't good at making decisions for communities yeah. that aren't like theirs. Like, I don't want to turn it into that. But there needs to be something about representation. And that's why I, I, re- I started researching this. There's so many organizations now trying to push for this. And yeah. they have been pushing for this. But just to see it was eye-opening. Just to see exactly who's running the country. Right. Like, it's a shock. That's unbelievable, man. Yeah. Not not in the sense that it's, like you mentioned, it's, like, commonplace. Like, we know this. This is this, this is what's happening. This is what historically has happened. But I guess that, that experience of actually realizing it for yourself, like, that's... It was crazy to me. Uh, but, you know, again... You, you always have to separate it a little bit and you go, how's life going for you? Pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Life's good. Could it be better for everyone? Absolutely. It could always be better. And then you got, start looking around and you go, okay, but what about this community? How's life going for them? Actually not that good. Why? Well, there's some policies in place. And you go, oh, damn. Well, who's making those decisions? Well, here are the de- and you're like, okay, this kind of makes sense now. Yeah. And like, when does that cycle break? When is that cycle breaking? I think a lot of people are trying to break that cycle. Definitely. And, and I had a really good talk with my cousin about that over Thanksgiving. He's like, we don't need politicians in place anymore. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. You just want normal people that have gone through this and they can help make decisions for people that are similar to them. Right. Like that, that, that is something. But then there's also, you know, career politicians. They, they want to serve people whether it be for good reasons or bad, maybe because they want the power, maybe they truly want to serve people. And there is something admirable about that. That is pretty cool. So, um, yeah, it was was really, it was one of those things I wanted to talk to you about and tell people on the podcast. And it it was, I was like, wow, you know, this really is true. Like it's everywhere you look, everywhere, they all look the same. Yeah. Like there's a starter kit for all of them. (laughs) It was pretty wild. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to, the one thing after a trip that I like doing is, is this city somewhere you'd want to live? Right. No. Too expensive? It's just not. I, it's just not. It's too cold one. Like when you left Seattle, that was a place. Do you want to live there? Yes or no? Absolutely. I could never afford it. Yeah. We're talking about houses starting at like $300,000. It's so expensive mm-hmm. to live out there. No. But I would absolutely visit it more than once. Okay. Like I would visit, I would go back next year and then go back again like i loved it so loved take it away too. money yeah so you're saying yes on the livable fact like, i just want to live there yeah oh yeah money Absolutely. aside yeah that's just a test i like doing is like and you miss that city more when you leave is like damn i wish i could live there yeah Get money will make it work the only one on my list not including beach places because that's just not feasible like, right i can't live in cancun Right, like what am I? I'm, I'm going to be a tour guide. <laughs> Actually, I think I could be a pretty good tour yeah, guide. You could. Okay, that would be pretty dope. A jet ski tour guide. I Holler could see at your you, boy. I could see you scheming people for timeshares too. Hey, come on! <laughs> just, just and while you're while you're here, let me sell you on this timeshare, guys. Just trying to feed trickster. Okay, feed trickster. Uh, but the only one to me is it's it would be in L.A. 
And really? specifically, I want to live in Santa Monica. That's it. That's really? the only one, like, to me so far where I go, I'd, lo- I'd love to live here. I've never been, but uh, everything from, like, how expensive it is to be- live there and the traffic and stuff, it would discourage me, I would think. Mm-hmm. But, again, I've never visited, so I can't. Yeah, I that's can't what I'm saying. I, Santa Monica. Right. And my job has to be in Santa Monica walkable. Because you're right, the traffic sucks. It's not good. But that place, man, or Malibu, but let's right. be realistic, even fine. Like, you're not living in Malibu. That's a tough place. Yeah, that one, that's the only one. Chicago, eh. I like going sh- summertime shy. is pretty pretty damn yeah. cool. It is nice. Don't want to live there. It's too cold. So, uh, yeah, that's always my test, and I think that's a test that everyone should do when you're done traveling, like how you measure it. You go, can I live there? Yes or no? Simple. Yeah. So, to me, D.C. is cool and all. I can't live there. I can't. We'll talk about museums and all that stuff later. I know you have to get going. We'll have David Nuno joining us here in a, in a few minutes. I'll catch up with him. It's been a while. Other things I want to run by you. You got to watch this movie, American Meme Documentary. Excuse me. I looked it up. Yeah. Okay. You That's got, uh, Netflix? Netflix. Uh, brand new. Just came out last week. So it features popular social media accounts. The Fat Jewish. The Fat Jew, as he's called. You remember Brittany Furlan? She used to be on Vine. The really attractive Italian. Brittany, let me see him look her. Brittany, F-U-R-L-A-N, I think it's Furlan. Uh, Paris Hilton is in it. She is like, she's really good in it. Her explaining things is really good. And she is the original social media influencer. Oh, yeah, Brittany Furlan, yeah. Um, I highly recommend it. And this whole thing deals with fame, right? Uh, Emily Rajakowski is in it. Ooh. Yo. Ooh. Okay. Pretty hot. Pretty hot. And I'm going to talk to David about this also. Um, but, but one of the things, one of the themes from there is I think a lot of people, it's easy from the outside looking in where you go, they just do this to be famous. You know, they right. do this for the attention. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, actually, that, like, once you get that taste of fame, of attention, you want more. It's like that, money. That's me, you want more. that's me right now, riding on the high of our viral video. Right? You want more. <laughs> like, you're like, what's the next thing that people yeah. will talk, to, uh, talk about? And it's not necessarily a social media thing. This is in general also. Think about if you are listening, you're going to your job right now or coming home. It feels really good when you are pointed out in a meeting that, hey, you know, Steve did a great job today. Hey, yeah. everyone, like, work more with him. He's doing some cool things. You guys can benefit from this. That fame, that attention it's a really good feeling and you just multiply this by a million a yeah. hundred million with social media and it's a really like these people a lot of people were killing them in the comments like you shut up man you're just doing this for fame loser yeah actually that's that, people hating yeah it's like when uh when i was tweeting stuff out promoting like the concords i had like three different people like oh how's that your grill like there's over a million pairs available. Like, I just ignored it, but mm-hmm. it's just like, how dense are you to not realize, one, it's it's one of the most iconic sneakers ever. Mm-hmm. Two, they were gifted to me directly yeah. from Jordan brand. Like, how fucking stupid are you to not realize, like, how important this was to me? And three, it's like, that. it's my... It's my grill. Like, yeah, that doesn't, it's not it doesn't matter. your life, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. That fame thing is, it, it's weird. And, and I can relate to it. Like, as I'm watching this, I'm like, I can't hate on any of these people because huh? when I started in radio, 
I did it like absolutely. I love doing radio. It's fun. I get to be stupid. I get to live out a lifelong dream, right? And out of college, and you start gaining some traction, and you're on with John and Lance, and, and the station is growing. Fifteen, sixty people recognize you. That's a really good feeling. Yeah. You get perks in life that look you don't normally get, right? Yeah. It's, it's a really cool feeling. And then when I left it, and I'm just doing a normal, you know, nine to five. Shout out to all my grinders out there. I love you guys. It wasn't for me. You, you start missing it. You're like, man, you know, people don't recognize me. Or when yeah. I tweet something, people don't care as much. Or when I post a picture, it's not as, it, it just doesn't, it's not as rewarding. And I once you get used to that, like, fame thing, even at a small level, and again, there's always somebody more famous, yeah. um, no matter who you are. There's always, there's no one person that is the most famous person on the planet. There's always somebody more famous. Um. That I'm like, oh, I'm coming back to radio. I kind of miss this. Yeah. I miss I miss this thing where people are talking about me. And that movie, I was like, man, this is like I'm not gonna hate on these guys. I can't do it because as silly as some of the stuff that they do, I'm like, no, this is once you get a little taste of that, you want more. You want more and more and more. And you're right, that that applies to everything. Mm-hmm. I think that's just human nature, this this consumption of of things and feelings and like that's just how we are. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes absolute sense. It's encoded in us, right? Yeah. Like, you can trace it back to a lot of different things. You stand out from the pack, and all of a sudden, you might look like a better mate, yeah. right? Like, so there's like an evolution thing going there. I don't know. It's just, it's something that is easy to hate because it's social media, and you go, oh, shut up. You just post on Instagram, loser. Yeah. Oh, well, that's pretty damn cool when you post something and people are commenting. And then there's also the downfall of it, of course. And they do a really good Hashtag job explaining never that. go viral. Yeah. You never want to go viral, uh, but they really recapped. They did a good job of recapping the downfalls for this. You know, like once something is out there, that's it. You, Brittany, she want, she was a legit actor before this. She's doing you know plays in L.A. She's yeah. trying to make it as an actress, and she just was you know like she couldn't get in, and then she takes off on Vine, and she's killing it. And now that Vine is gone, and she's just a, like a Twitter personality. And just, you know, they're trying to produce content. She goes to audition for actual roles and she's just like delegated to, oh, you're just the Instagram girl, yeah. the fine girl. And that's it. Like, that's it. Like, that is your whole career then. So there is yeah. a downfall to it. But, you know, everyone's going to chase it until it's no longer there. So I highly recommend it. American Meme. Watch it. I think it's a fantastic documentary and explains a lot of different things and behaviors that happen in the social media world, not only with famous people, but with also people we know. All right, so check that out. El Chapo, final thing. I think Nuno is going to be joining us in like five minutes. Okay. So uh, we'll, uh, he's about to park, so he's walking up, so we'll recap this. Um, and he, he's going to be on the podcast here, so stay hang tight, or if you're just joining the Nuno part, go back and listen to the rest of it. El Chapo, quickly. El Chapo, Pablo, all, uh, Pablo Escobar, all these guys. The one thing after watching El Chapo, highly recommend it. It's a Univision show. You got to read the whole thing if you don't know Spanish. Uh, what's up? Eighth grade Spanish. Sorry, I didn't pay attention. What's up? College Spanish. Didn't pay attention. I can't understand a word. My college professor was smoking hot. She looked like Shakira. I never paid attention. How did you pass? I don't know, dude. I just <laughs> passed. It was. I just passed. Yeah. You know, I, I made it work. I think I got a B. Those were my only Bs really? in wow. college was uh, foreign language. Foreign language and one science class. Yeah, mine were a science class and a math class. Yeah, like, look, we're in this industry for a reason, okay? That's for sure. Um, the one thing I took away from Chapo, and I'm still finishing the season, 
breaking news to everybody: Migos, uh, all these, you know, Joe Biden, 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 Joe Biden, Joe Biden. What's up, Joe Biden? Joe Budden, all these guys. I think he's the one who has a song. I don't know who has a Chapo song. Is it the game? Who has a Yeah, Chapo? it was the game. The game. All you guys, everyone. I just want breaking news to everybody. These guys are shitheads, man. Yeah. These guys are horrible people. Yes. Yeah, okay. It's really bad. Like, it's, I, I don't get this fascination of glorifying it. I know we've done it forever. We've glorified gangsters. We've uh, glorified the mafia, all that stuff. These guys are next level shitheads. I have, speaking of shitheads, I have a guy I went to high school with who will defend uh, El Chapo because of everything that he has, quote unquote, done for, for poor people. Like, no, dude, he's spreading drugs. He's having people killed. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't balance things out. Like, no, shut the fuck up. No, and like, innocent people are dying because of your battles, your wars, yes. like, and, that, and that's it. These guys are shitheads. No more songs about them. I, okay, because if you're going to do this, then everyone, you know what, Migos, I can't wait to hear your song called Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, Migos, I'm waiting for that song. I'm waiting for that game. When are you going to drop Hitler? Okay, <laughs> because you're going to start glorifying all these assholes. You got to do it for everyone. Because at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's yeah. so frustrating, like, after watching these. And I felt tra- I felt victim to this where I was like, you know what, Pablo, Zach, Pablo Escobar's not a bad guy. <laughs> Did you guys watch season one of Narcos and season yeah, he's, two? He's, he's not a bad good guy. guy. Good guy. No, they're all shitheads. We got to stop this just because it's happening right now. Just because it, you know, plays up this cool thing, yeah. drug dealing. Like, have you seen the whole, there was that, that story of his wife just acting like nonchalant and like, oh, I didn't know he was doing yeah. all this. And people are like, yeah, this is the type of woman I want. Like, no, come on, man. Shut the fuck up. No, you you could have done something to stop this. You could have done something and to stop this, but while, you didn't. While we're on the subject, to me, it's so fucking weird that Telemundo was interviewing his wife. And she's just like, oh, yeah, that's my husband. The fact, no matter the subject matter, the fact that Telemundo's interviewing her is so weird to me. Like, you are doing nothing to identify the fact of the matter that these aren't good people, and you're almost, like, glorifying it. Yeah. What are the, what are, obviously, they're doing it for the ratings, but what are they getting out of interviewing I, her? I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. When but I that, saw that, I just shook my head like, come on. You guys got to watch El Chapo. It's a really good. They they show, like, obviously they glorify him also a little bit. Yeah. Um, right? It's hard not to. But they also show, like, the downfall. Like, they show, like, the victims of this. And it's something. Is Nuno there? Did he walk in yet, David? Oh, he can't hear me. Uh, Nuno's here. Uh, there he is. He's walking in right now. There's, there's my big buddy. What's up, man? Can you turn this mic up? You never met Jose, have you? No. man, nice to meet you. Thank yeah, you. he's uh he's one of us. He's one of us, one of us David. He's one of us. We're just wrapping up the first part of the podcast. David Nuno on Channel Thirteen is here with us. I'm gonna have you jump on that in just a second. But we're just talking about, and I think I want to get uh, you have a great story about this. I was just talking about, so I'm watching El Chapo on yep Netflix. I'm on season two. Really, look, good show, good show. After you watch Narcos, not as good. <laughs> really, I thought I was like Narcos isn't as good after El Chapo. The acting isn't as good on El Chapo. I yeah. can imagine because it's a soap opera, right? It's a. It's, it's like, better it, than like watching a regular Univision yeah. show. Yeah, no, it's good, but I don't know. I just think some of the acting, the fight scenes, like Narcos has done so well. Yeah, like the writing, the acting, the all of it is fantastic. I I, I watched season one of El Chapo. I loved. There's a couple of shows I got to tell you about if you like that one. <laughs> uh, there's a show about uh, his his partner or not his partner, Pablo Escobar's partner Jota Jota. 
That's another one. That same style of show. It's so I would say El Chapo's good if you want to stay in that world. Yeah. It's a perfect place to pick up if you watch Narcos Mexico. Finish the final episode of Narcos Mexico. It's really good. Yep. Um, who's it? Uh, the dude from Star Wars. Why am I forgetting his name? Javier Peña. Yeah, Peña is... Uh, no, 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 Javier Peña is not Javier, Javier Los... No, I don't know. I forgot his name. Look it up. The guy from... Uh, not From Star Wars. From Rogue War. From Rogue, Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, the dude who... Uh, rest in peace. Who's getting his own show, by the way? Rogue One? The dude from Rogue One is going to get a prequel show on the new Disney platform oh, wow. called The Mandalorian. It is uh, Michael Peña. Is that who no, you get? Michael Peña's in it. He is in it, but uh, it's... Uh, Diego Luna? Diego Luna. Luna. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah. But if you finish Narcos Mexico, jump right into episode one of El Chapo. So I was just talking to him about how, and, and you, you got your parents, I, I think, have a similar story about living under a dictator. Being drug later? Like, yeah. Oh, no. No, 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 not drug related. <laughs> uh. um, but I, you can't say these words. Channel 13, what's up, Wendy? Thank you for letting David on. Hola. Uh, love you. But these guys are, they're shitheads. And like people are, Dictator? we're selling, no, 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 Chapo, Pablo. Oh, they're terrible, but we, we look at them as anti-heroes, right? We look at them like Walter uh, White from Breaking Bad. And like, we, we gotta love stop them. it. We gotta stop it. Like Migos putting out songs called Narcos, uh, Button putting out, or Game putting out a song called Chapo. We gotta cut this out. Like I'm so frustrated. It's kind of like when Jay-Z was wearing, what's his name, shirt, Check out a shirt. Yeah. People thought it was so cool. These are not good people. No, they're horrible people. So I told Kaepernick Jose, wearing the Castro shirt. Come on. Yeah. Like, we got to stop this, okay? Because uh, Nicki Minaj, when are you putting out Osama? <laughs> okay? When are, are we just she went s- after our boy Jesse Palmer. I know. that We got to stop that. Jesse Palmer is has getting sued. Okay, me. he has really good hair, and he should never be And he's sued. very good on TV. I'll That's give him that. Excellent. I wish we could be Jesse Palmer. You are like Jesse Palmer, eh, by the way. You are. Rude. You're good. So, anyways, my thing was to wrap up, because uh, Jose has to go. He has to go produce award-winning radio on mm. SB Nation Radio. So. Which show? I don't know which one he does. <laughs> Nobody knows. No, uh, he's Patrick Creighton. He's on every show, right? Yeah, but I think he got some. We'll have some career updates for yeah later. <laughs> Jose later. Um, yeah, so that was my last thing with him. I was like, I need. We need to stop with this whole glorification of these bleep heads. Enough. But yeah. don't you root for the cops on the show? Like on Narcos, I'm rooting for the cops. <laughs> I root for I root for all of these people that die, pretty much. But I will say this: Narcos season four, Mexico. You like the Godfather? You like Mr. Slim? Uh, What's his name? Gallardo, whatever yeah. his first name is. You you end up liking him. They almost make him look like he didn't really want to kill Kiki Camarena. Come on. See, at the end of the day, he killed a DEA agent, okay? Yeah. He, <laughs> he was killed responsible. A, okay, he said, uh, yeah, I'm done here. He killed a man with a family who was just trying to do his job and trying to make the world a better place. And he comes off as, oh, man, season two renewed, baby. Can't wait. <laughs> I, I got to stay on this. I know you got to go. No, no, do you ever find good. yourself Googling to see how true Narcos is to real history? Not, I do that all the time. Not in episode. I will do it at the end of the entire season. Like the because- cat in season one. Is that true? Did they really take uh, Steve, uh, Steve, the main guy yeah, Steve, on season one? Cat. Did they really kill his cat? I don't Is know. Is that true? I want to know. See, I don't, because then you and I get hung up on the smallest little details, and it ruins the whole show. Was he wearing red shoes or not? (laughs) Yeah, and they're like, okay, this is unbelievable. I can't do this. I can't do this right now. This is a bullshit episode now. Um, Anyways, Jose's my little buddy. He's awesome. Did you see what we did on Sports Map? Wait, you're talking about the, the shoes? Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, my, that's my little buddy, Jose. Jose, I'm his little buddy, as I mentioned. There's a circle And of now life. you're my little buddy. I'm your yeah. little, little buddy. You're part of the... Is the he cur- the new Juan for you? Like the guy you took under your wing? He's like Juan, but talented. But smart. 
<laughs> he's like Juan, but actually good at what he does. You could have him do triathlon soon too. Oh god. No, he's not doing shit. He's not doing shit. Um we'll talk about Shrexican because I look I have I have a list of things I want to talk about. You had to. Cody Stutz on, you've had Jose on, mm-hmm. you've had Juan on, and this is the first time I'm on your show. Yeah. One of your closest friends in the world. Thanks. You're big time. You're big t- it's hard to book hard a David Nudio, yeah. man. Yeah, it's not that hard. I've been Keep trying to get in touch with your people. We're so we're so old now. Like we played phone tag yesterday, and it just resulted in we're like, can you just, just come, come on, on the, my podcast? Yeah, just come on. We'll just catch up there. Catch up there. All right, Jose. Thanks, brother. Yeah, man. There's an echo in the room, by the way. I, I, know. I said everything you just said right <laughs> after you said it. That's how we roll, baby. <laughs> That's how we roll. Okay, Jose Parj ninety four on Twitter, and check out his sports map story. Uh, his on Chuck, good old Chuck. Yeah, on his, his love fest for Charlie Morton. I love it. All right, Jose. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Uh, Nuno, jump onto that mic. Yeah, it's too that, awkward. We're on the uh, same side, yeah. like, sitting next <laughs> to each other. Hold hands and stuff. So uh, we'll do that. Uh, David Nuno is going to be joining me here on the Real Show podcast. And I haven't checked. It is hot as hell in this room. It's, yeah, I might have to leave this door open uh, when you walk nice out. Nice you. This used to be my office. This was. Remember when I was management? Mm-hmm. For like two Three weeks? weeks? <laughs> yeah. You've been so, sports director. We're going to give you an office. Now you're fired. David Nuno, my buddy Nuno. Hey, buddy. What's up, man? Why How do you, you have two podcasts? So confused. Okay, so the reason <laughs> the reason I did two podcasts is this one is more for non-sports, hanging out, bringing on my friends, bringing on interesting people. Yep. You don't qualify for either one. You. You're here. Uh, and then my craziest story, I wanted to do something different and actually test my storytelling ability and producing side. So I wanted to just do an NPR style. Okay. So my craziest story, which you are a guest on this week also. I don't have any good stories, though. I, I have a story for you that I want you to tell because I think it's an important one. Okay. It's not but about th- throwing pennies. No, no, no. But that's a story for here. <laughs> that story, uh, it, I'll tease it. I, I, you've told this story before, and I hope you have the courage to tell it on mine. Is it something to get me in trouble? No, no. It's a good story. Oh, okay. it, well, it's a good story in that people learn from it. It's, my, my daughter? Uh, yeah, yeah, your daughter. Course, yeah. So we'll talk about that on My Crazy Story. That comes out on Friday, so make sure you subscribe and also rate and review. But we'll do that later. What's been happening, dude? Uh, let's see. Watching a lot of streaming shows when I can. Mm-hmm. Training. Working way too many hours. And loving being a father and a husband. So Nuno's at Channel 13. Um, you cover local sports here. Yep. You have four kids. Four kids. Two twin boys. Well, two boys. One pair of twin boys. Well, a, a pair of twin boys, not two twins. <laughs> so a pair of boys. Uh, They're 10, going to be 11 in June. What's up, Christian and Cruz? When are they going to a soccer academy? They're already in an academy. They're in, they're, they're in Rise. They play at Rise. They're doing great. Okay. They were born when 1560 Gal Communications mm-hmm. first launched on the Sean and John show. My brother called it in. So people who have been listening to you since day one remember when... I, I get told that all the time. I remember when Christian and Cruz were born. They're 10 and a half. Annalise is our middle child, probably our best athlete in the family. Nice. She's seven, the best soccer player, without a doubt. Uh, and then I have little Isla, who's five, who was born when I started at 13, about a, a year into 13, and she's five years old. Man, I she's hope you don't get a different job, because then Elizabeth's going to be like, another kid? Are we going to start we every We took care of that problem, Raheel. We took care of that. <laughs> uh, so four kids. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the kids, but uh, being at Channel 13, for those of you that don't know, uh, and I think a lot we've picked up a lot of new listeners that don't know about. They didn't our, know about us. Yeah, they don't know about our relationship. Yeah. So out of college, I started working with David. And the one thing Nuno always told me was, you don't understand how good you have it, man. You don't understand how awesome that, yeah. this is. This is like the coolest thing ever you'll get to do. And you start taking it for granted being a, a 22-year-old shithead, right? Like it happened. Do you remember our first phone call? 
Uh, I don't. Okay, so I remember perfectly. Granado tells me I'm going to have a show and I'm going to be teamed up with you. And you were just great, straight out of college. I was moving from Waco to Houston. And I was on my drive from the move. Granado texts me your phone number. And within 37 seconds of our conversation, we talk about Kanye West. And that's how you and I started our budding friendship. I was like, this is going to be great. Because I was so used to sports radio hosts wanting like Aerosmith music, bumper music like that yeah. I didn't care about. And I'm like, we're going 24 hours, Kanye. And you were all about it at that time. That, I do remember that point. I do. I thought like something, I was like, what? Did I say something I was rude? Like, this or guy something? is a child I'm talking to. Do you remember our first meetup? Was it at like Nick's or something? Starbucks. Rice, Starbucks? Rice really? Village. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, what, before, it wasn't that memorable. It was before we went to the Rice football press conference. We went to the, we even back then we would go to Rice press. What's conference? up, Coach Bailiff? I love. He just got a job. I know at uh, A and M Commerce. I believe. Commerce, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big ups to him, man. Uh, yeah, eighty five million dollar contract. I'm sure. Uh, maybe not. Texas A and M, baby. Commerce, commerce, <laughs> which does mean money. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> um, so Nuno and I worked together at fifteen sixty the game, which is uh, part of the Gal Media family. Was uh, fast forward a few years, strong friendship, a couple of basketball championships together. Not and, a couple. Yeah, four, four. And a lot of memories, all that good stuff. You were at my wedding. You spoke at my wedding. You were, I don't, I don't think I had a best man. I just had my brother because we don't do that. But you spoke at my wedding. I so spoke at your your wedding. And I will never forget, I almost didn't go to your wedding. Yeah? Do you remember why? Astros? Nope. My dog what? died that day. Oh. Barkley. My, I don't remember that. Yeah. That, Barkley died, which was my puppy, like my my baby. And Elizabeth was like, you have to go to Raheel's wedding. Because I almost did. I was like, oh, I, was, no. I was in a funk. I would have. That would have been like okay. You would have uh, understood. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would have understood. But it was good. It was good. like I. I think you know. In a time since then, I've realized that after my dog passing, I, I have puppies again now. But after Barkley passed, I didn't like dogs anymore. I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. Like it's too hard to deal with the the loss of one. But I remember there's certain things you remember about your life. I had just started at 13. You got married when? 2012. 2012. February of 2012. February 19th. Yep, that's the day Barkley died. Yeah. Um, and that, you know what? I'd never real, like I'm a first time dog owner. What's up? My little puppy Bane. Bane. Yeah. My boy Bane. I'm like you now. I think I'm leaning more towards it. You know, I, I I understand. I'm not a kid. My dog will eventually die. I get that. I can prepare myself as much as possible. I don't know. I've never helped. I've never had a pet as a family member die. I had a goldfish that died. You know, I don't care about that. (laughs) But the more I think about it, I start thinking about the future, right? And I go, well, one day he's going to die. And hopefully it's a, you know, it's, it's a expected death, right? Like you go, all right, it was his time. I don't think I could get another dog. I don't think I could it do that It takes a while. Again. I don't think I could do that again. I will tell you this. You remember, you know, our, your listeners won't know him, but I have a buddy, John Arnold. Mm-hmm. Back in like 2000, Barkley was a puppy. John Arnold, tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, six foot eight, <laughs> chef. Uh, great guy, 20 years older than us, but he loved to hang out with us. Yeah. I'll never forget, he was talking about his love for his child. I'm going, I get it, dude. Barkley, he's my puppy. You know, I love him with all my heart. And he goes, please do not compare the love of a canine to a child. Fast forward, I kind of got to that point. Like, yeah. you know, when Barkley passed, well, we're making this very morbid. Let's move on through past <laughs> Barkley. But I've moved on that the, the children are... You know what it's all about, but I have puppies again: Beckham and Ray, Ray from Star Wars, yeah. and David Beckham, the puppy. And they're really well behaved. They are now. They are now. Before they weren't. You're like every day. I was like, damn man, how does he do it? So we, so I got them at a rescue shelter. Yeah, 
cost you nothing, basically, right? You know, whatever, 100 bucks, 150 bucks. We spent so much money on training, well worth it. You know, like my brothers, because most people buy like $2,000 dogs. I can't afford a $2,000 dogs. Mm-hmm. Rescue. But we got the training of a $2,000 dog, and it's that, been fantastic. That's why I, I, I thought you just bring a dog home and you just tell, like, hey, stop, okay? Doesn't stop. No, dogs don't speak English, guys. And you have to be consistent. Yeah, and you have to be home. Did we lose all your listeners on this last four no, minutes? they love this stuff. <laughs> they love dog talk. I almost, the first day I brought him uh, home, so we bought, uh, we got him in Magnolia for 25 bucks. And there was a family that had an accidental litter. What's up to the poodle dad that didn't wrap it up? I see you, man. I see you working. You go in like that and got somebody pregnant. So they had an accidental litter. And they're right. like, we got to get rid of this. We have two dogs left. They both have skin issues. They might die early. We're not sure. Might. And I said, but they're 25 bucks. This is a great bargain. It's 25 like bucks. For a Cocker Spaniel poodle mix, which goes for like 1500 Yeah. I'm like, this is a great bargain, okay? I'm going to take a shot here. I went and picked Bane up. And about two days later, I was like, can we return him? Maybe nope. we picked him up too early. It was it was like the worst separation. How, how exactly. was he? he was four weeks old. Yeah, that, that's why. Yeah, I mean, four weeks. Yeah, they're, they're baby babies. They're babies, right? You're not I even supposed know. to take them home. I don't think to like eight weeks. Yeah, twenty five bucks, bro. Have you? So have you noticed? I think most people do this with their pets. And they they name them after things in their world. Bane. You're a huge Batman fan, yeah. as as I am. My dogs have named been Barkley because Charles Barkley, Havana because I'm from Cuba. My parents are from Cuba. David Beckham or Beckham. You know, we, Star Wars dog Ray, we name them after things we care about. Like, it, it's not like, uh, some people do, but it's not like Butch. Hey, Butch. No. <laughs> Unless it just fits. No. And you don't name anything else after things that are relevant in your life at that point. Some people name their children after, like, their athlete oh. stars, like Jordan. Oh, I loved Michael Jordan as a kid. Okay. Braun. Yeah. Espen. The Espen, ESPN. Yes. Remember Espen in the early 2000s? That was a big thing. That, I don't remember. They're like, hey, we got to name our kid ESPN. How's that, how's that working out for them now? Yeah, I know. How's young Espen doing? There's a mom who named her kid A, B, C, D, E. You I, saw that story, yeah, right? I saw that. And you're just like, you're a shithead mom. I'm sorry. You're just a horrible mom. Why but would you name your kid? The person making fun of him? Not so, but I get it. Well, like, what you, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why are you naming your kid A, B, C, D, E, E? And I don't think they were making fun of the kid specifically. That's their name? They weren't like, oh, this kid's ugly. Okay, I'm sorry. That's a name that if you and I saw a kid named A, B, C, D, E, I would have tried to say say it Abkadef. Well, Abkadef. She pronounced it um, Abdi or what was it? There's a pronunciation to it, and it was like so stupid. How do these stories get out? Yeah, I don't know. Like I know it's social media, obviously, but like who thinks to themselves, you know what? I'm going to promote this story. This happened to my child. I'm going to tell the world. Well, it's easy. Like okay, same thing that happens with good stories. When our guy Shrek, we'll talk about him in a second. Uh, Juan Beltran, who's a full time reporter now, Channel 13. When he does a good story on a high school kid that I don't know, I don't know, but this high school kid just overcame so much. I watched it. I'm like, this is pretty cool. I'm gonna share it. Somebody else sees it, and then but that's those are good stories. Story. Yeah, but same thing. Like you see, I don't a, know. I, I reshare ABCDE story. I was like, because this is so dumb. I'm gonna get fired for saying this, but I'm just so done with social media. Everything is so extreme. The greatest president ever. The worst president ever. Maybe. But, you know, like, there's so, everything is, oh, the, uh, I have the greatest Christmas yeah. lights ever. I have the best kids ever, which I do think I do. You know, yeah, but yeah. everybody promotes it that way. <laughs> it's so, it's just, I don't care. I don't care that you yeah. went to get your, I think it's the, everything your nails done. It's so much, it, there's so much information flying out. How do you stand out from it? Our children are the ones that I'm worried about because mm-hmm. they're going to grow up in this world. Are you really, I, I'm not that worried. And maybe 
maybe it's me just being an optimist and hoping. Not not an optimist. I'm sorry, that's not the right word because you are an optimist. I, Sometimes. Not, not an optimist. Maybe it's just me. I'm being a, a sports pessimist. Sports optimist pessimist in life. Yeah, you're an optimist in life. Yeah. Um, that's not the right word. Let me let me rephrase it. I'm being hopefully. I'm just being hopeful. I'm being hopeful that for our kids, my daughter, your kids, that they weren't just thrown into this. We were thrown into this, right? This new right. social media age. You're just like, hey, adjust, guys. Figure this out. Figure this out, man. There's a lot of shit happening. Profiles, networks, the ability to talk to people, send pictures like this. You guys figure this out. There are no rules to this. Good luck. With them, though, I think I'm hopeful is that because they're raised in this environment, we're going to be able to teach them and raise them in a way to understand this and not just throw them into the fire. I, I think there's several layers to that, though, right? So if, from that perspective, yes, they'll grow up in this world. But because they grow up in this world, I think their interpersonal skills are going to be lacking. Yeah. My brother and I were actually having a conversation about this. This next generation is going to completely meet their girlfriend and wives by flipping through a phone. They're not going to have the courage, more than likely, to go up to a lady at a restaurant and introduce themselves. And, and, and so are there, there's advantages to technology. There's no doubt about it. But I also think our, like my kids probably play, and I'm trying to minimize it, as much video games as I did as a child because I played a lot as a kid. But I also played outside, I think, a lot more than this generation does. This generation doesn't spend a lot of times outside. And a part of that is because parents are scared to let their kids outside. Our generation... We're just allowed to do whatever we wanted outside. But I remember playing basketball every day outside. And then I would go play Madden when I got in. Yeah. You know, this generation wants to play Fortnite the minute they get home from school. And they want it to keep going until 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I wonder, like, you, as parents, we just got to figure it out. Like, uh, you know what? I know it's a dangerous world. I get it. We see the worst of the world every single day. But we have to take a step back and say, it's okay. In our day-to-day lives, how bad is it? Like, how dangerous is our world? I think our world's real dangerous, man. Uh, but, I, uh, I, yes, on a, if you're looking like looking at the whole world from the outside, you're like, yeah, it's pretty dangerous. But in your day-to-day lives, like your neighborhood. I don't trust a single person. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You I go through every crisis management. I am overprotective father. <laughs> yeah, that's true. My kids know that, like, if Mr. Raheel, who they know comes to pick them up at school, they're not going to go with Mr. Raheel home. Because they know there's only like four people that are allowed to pick them up in a certain. I'm overprotective, like. But you're teaching them too, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but like I, neighborhood-wise, you you can let them play outside. I do, but I still want to know where they are almost all the time. Fair. So the, if they were to go from playing in front of the yard to their friend's house, which is three streets down, I expect a phone call within minutes of arriving. Mm-hmm. Within minutes. Yeah. I, I, I'm just. I don't trust people. I think kids are good-natured people. They're going to test boundaries, and you and they got to earn uh, the right to do things. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think you, all of us are a product of our environment. This is becoming a very churchy podcast. That's, that's what I want. Uh, but more then, of a, what do you want to talk about? The Rockets? No. The Astros? I'm good. By the way, I don't like today's NBA. I know you love it. Oh, God, I love it. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> I love, love it. it. I don't like it. I'm good. I, I'm 42, Rio. I've gotten old. I have, I'm old school guy. You don't like the drama. You don't like the uh, social media bickering. It's a petty league now. I don't like the way the basketball is played. You don't. Oh, uh, the actual basketball. Yeah, there's. I I, I, will, I will argue with you that the it Golden may be better. St- the Golden State Warriors. I think that is pretty basketball. Oh, but they share the ball. That, but that's 
that's what we grew up watching is like really good basketball where you make people work. I think that I will argue that that it is some of the prettiest basketball ever. I don't like watching the Rockets play, and I love yeah. the Rockets. Yeah, you can. I, I think like James Harden sometimes. James Harden is over criticized. He's a product of the way he plays, and I don't like the way he plays. So he is one of the top five players. You could say he's three. You could say he's two. You could say he's five or six. Right? He, he's he's in that mix mm-hmm. offensively, without a doubt. The way he plays basketball, I don't enjoy watching, even though it is beautiful when it's on. The reason I don't like it is because I think that style of ball, especially in tight games, is so hit or miss in an playoff atmosphere. More often than not, I think it's a miss. Yeah. We are jumping around, baby. So back to the kids real quickly. (laughs) What was my point? My point was... You think it's okay? I think I think a day. I think we have to start reevaluating the way we think about the world based on our daily interactions. And I argued this with the guy that was running for Congress. Um, shout out to Shree. He lost in our district. I hope you voted for him. He's awesome. Um, I argued that, like, you know, he he's a Democrat. And he was riding off of the fear of, like, well, look, our country's so divided. And I'm like, I'm sure it is for your point of view. But I said, well, let's talk about it on a day-to-day basis. How divided are we? Like, who do you run into that's coming up to you saying, yeah, man, F the liberals, all this. Like to you personally, not social media, not your daily interaction. I would say 99.9% of the interactions you have are pretty pleasant, respectful. And you go about your day. That's it. I agree. But the information is out there, which is why we feel it. And, and I do think yeah. it is more divided than it's ever been. But I am reminded, I was watching the Monica Lewinsky documentary. I think it was on A&E or AMC, one of those channels. And it reminded me, they're showing old news clips of how divided we were then in late 1998. You know, like it, it's, it's so it's and I, and I watch a lot of British television now, as you know, I'm into the BBC shows and how divided, like how much racism they've gone through and how over the years. And, and like just it's amazing that we look at it as a, a through a, a lens of right now and through American point of view. Yeah. But th- this stuff is going on everywhere. It's just the more there's more information out there. I think the and maybe it's because of my age, the least divided time was the 80s and 90s when the hip-hop golden era was happening, mm-hmm. and I believe it bridged a lot of gaps and it bridged a lot of relationships. Right now, I feel like a lot of those relationships are are fragmented. Yeah, and that's why I keep telling people, like, don't measure it on that. I know you have to look at it on a, on a big scale, but measure, your, like, measure, it, measure it on your daily interactions. Is it pretty damn cool? Like we're we're living a pretty damn good life for a lot of people. Like you Charmed. go to you go to the gym, right? You 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 say you say hi to people, you smile at them. There no one's bickering. Like oh, no man, one's hitting you with a dumbbell. Nobody's doing it. Like everyone's just going about their business. Now road rage is different because everyone's just like, I just want to get home. Stop being a, a, a lot of bleep. people want to shoot you on the road. Yeah, on the road it's different because everyone there's like four lanes for four million people. Do you flash yeah. people on the freeway? I not on the freeway. I, I don't. Do. I just. I, I just to. get mad and I go. Okay, is it worth it? What's the worst case scenario? He's gonna break check me or he's gonna shoot me. Is it worth it? No. I'll just switch lanes. Can I tell oh. a story about yeah. road rage? Yes, original road rage. With my kids in the car, not me, by the way. We are driving through the Bucky's parking lot that was just had a standoff the other day, and a car almost hits us. Right. Mm-hmm. And I honk, and whatever. Keep driving. I have my kids in the car. I'm way way better behaved with the kids in the car. Get to the light. It's the lady and her son. Uh, teenage son, come up next to us and they start kind of, I feel the stare down. So I turn around and I look and she rolls down her window. What are you looking at? And I rolled down my window like, excuse me? 
She starts cursing me out for her almost hitting me and looking at her after she was staring me down. And the kids are looking at me like, Dad, is this real? So I fake like I'm videoing her. <laughs> oh, and I dropped some, you know, you need some Jesus in your life lines to her. She oh did not God. like at all. And her son was cursing me out. And like, my kids are like, they don't, they're not, they don't know that world. Yeah. And they're like, Dad, what is going on? And it was just, just, just a housewife. Why didn't you post this? Why didn't I? Oh, you. Oh. oh, I would have probably won social media superstar of the day at 13. Yeah. I didn't really video it because I couldn't believe it was, it was in my neighborhood. Like, I'm yeah. like, I'm going to run into this lady again. I didn't say anything mean. You've seen Nuno lose his temper. I was very polite. Yeah. I, I, the, the one thing I could, you need some Jesus, lady, was probably not the, the best line. And I don't know why I said it because I couldn't say anything back yeah. with the kids in the car. So go to church, ma'am. You need some Jesus. Bleep, 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 bleep. Her son, bleep, 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 bleep. Just Drop dropping off. F-bombs on you. I should have. You once it. threw pennies at somebody. I didn't drive. really throw pennies yeah. at <laughs> I didn't really throw pennies you at You hate the story. <laughs> I just, so real. I just threw it up in the air. You let you threw it up and let science handle the rest. You let oh, physics handle the rest. That's, that story is so overblown. It's not real. Because <laughs> <It's my, laughs> you don't want that story. You don't want that as part of your resume. It's not. It, 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 I think it goes back to the the snapback Dave. That was kind of like my, I had this persona on radio, which was a trooper. Was, we as radio personalities dial into a an extreme version of ourselves. So I remember Granado telling me, you can't be telling listeners you're going to beat them up. I don't even think it sounded you, like him. But, hey, hey. But you I never, like, I never said I was going to beat him up, but yeah. I was like, I would say 5353 West Alabama, bro. And I yeah. And you figure it out from there. If, if we run into each other, we run into each other. Um, yeah, there's David has been. I, I've been better at, at, about this. Where if if there is a confrontation, I will speak up a little bit more. I don't like confrontation. I don't like dealing with people. I don't like. I just want to go about my business, get home, enjoy the day. Boom, or life is awesome. Right. I'm good. But if I had any issues, I would like, David, did you hear what they did to me? Excuse me? And you would fight on my behalf because you like, you don't, I don't know if you like it, but you're good at confrontation. I, I probably am at my best in those moments. Yeah. That being said, I read a book recently or I was listening to a podcast and it said you should never do things when you're using your ego to help you through the situation. Oh, that's a good. Because your ego is going to put you. So at the end of the day. If they cut you off, does it really matter? Do you really have to flash them and yeah. say something to them, or why? Or is it? Oh, I gotta let this person know I disagree with their driving te- techniques. You know, like is it really worth? You're right. Yeah, it's sometimes it is. I sometimes I I do get mad at people when I see them on their phones slowing down in traffic. I'll honk at them, and I'll go. I'll oh, do it when I'm running. Most, I hate that. I hate that so much. So you talk about throwing pennies. I will throw an acorn at a car. Uh, when I run in the neighborhood, or I'm riding my bike. There's people who run stop signs or on, and I can see them with their phones out and we're like almost, and I'm like, and I do this with my phone. I'm running and I'm pointing and I'm waving my arms up in the air and looking at their phone. Get off your phone, dude. We I, need I, to figure out as a society how to turn that off. I have need, an idea. I think I'm going to shark tank it. But I will say <laughs> there are techniques that if you are going to text and drive or read and drive, you can get away with. Do it at the stoplight. Or empty freeway. No, don't do that. N- See, even, yeah, I get, I do it. I, like, okay, I'm not an we, We've all glanced. We've all done it. We've all texted while driving. We've taken pictures, whatever, right? Try to do it at a stoplight. Like, let's start there as a society. But isn't you go that the important? Like, really, like, we've become a society that we feel like, 
Oh, I just got an email. Yeah. Or he'll just text it. I better respond right now. Yeah. No, he can wait the seven minutes it takes to get home. Agreed. Agreed. But you feel the compelling urge to. You want to do it. You just. You... Well, I got to get this tweet out right now. It is so original with this gif of a dragon dancing. I got to put it out right now. It's a that dancing gif. Uh, hey. It's all the the dragon. Why is the dragon dancing? I, don't I know. actually haven't even seen this gif, but I want it. <laughs> I use the one, the lawnmower one with the uh, with Chappelle show. It's a. It's a stereotypical gay man, and he's dancing with a lawnmower. Have you ever seen from the Chappelle Show bit? I don't know if I remember that. Um, Chappelle Show today, still good. It's fantastic. But if they premiered the actual the way Chappelle Show was, it wouldn't work. It would last one season, and people would have they would throw the biggest fits. Just like The Office. There's a lot of shows that you can't pull what you used to be able to pull. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) The Office would no. Uh, the, the subjects Michael would talk about with Oscar regarding him being gay, it would have the show kicked off air. Like, there would be boycotts. Well, and, and it's, look, like the stuff Kyler Murray's going through right now, the stuff yeah. that Kevin Hart's going through, it's, it's um, and, he, and he's a comedian, by the way, you know, and the other one was a 15-year-old kid who made some comments. It's, we live in such a judgmental society now that uh, you're, you're not, you're not, free to do anything really with your, you know, we, we live in such a, we can say whatever we're thinking at the moment, but it, it, it'll come back and bite you. With the, um, did we leave any talk? Like we got, I'm so bad. How about this. superheroes or Star Wars? Or no, anything? no, no, no. Cause we're jumping all over. I'm just wanted, we closed, we tied the ends up on all the topics real fast. Cause I want to jump to that, the Kyler Murray thing real quickly, yep. where people find old tweets of you and they'll usually be like, Oh my God, what are yes, pay. Yeah. You got to pay for this. Well, exactly. How's he going to pay for it? That kid hater, the, the the pitcher, who in the All Star game, I forgot the exact story, but tweets come out. He oh, that's that, right. Yeah, this was uh, it Josh Hader. I believe I think it was Josh Hader. Yeah, yeah. And the tweets come out, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, how could you do this?" Okay, I'm going to play along with you, outrage mob. What exactly do you want me to do here? Okay, I, I'm the decision maker. What exactly do you want me to do? Do you want me as his employer to punish him for something that he did when he was a teenager? Uh, and it's not like what he did was a good thing. It was a pretty bad thing. Like, okay, I know you're a teenager. I get it. Stop being a bleep head. I hope you learn from this teenager that you're listening. Don't tweet those kind of things. Try to change your attitude on things and hopefully, you know, get better at this, right? But specifically for him, I'm the decision maker. What do you want me to do? Tell me a solution. Nobody could give me a solution. You know why? Because nobody knows. What do you want me to do? Punish him for something he did then? Cool. Because now I'm going to punish everybody else too. You don't want me to punish him? Like, do you not want me to, do you want me to not draft him anymore? Well, I already drafted him. What do you want me to do here? What's the punishment? Do you want me to find him? Don't you think it matters? And maybe it shouldn't matter to the degree of what you say. But what a 15-year-old kid says and what a 20-year-old kid says uh, who's about to be a professional athlete in some way, shape, or form are two different worlds. Like, I don't know how I feel about it. If it was my kid, I'd be mad that he, he tweeted yeah. in the first place, right? I would have handled it in 2015. And then in 2015, there would have been a retraction tweet right afterwards. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I, you know, but... Regardless of the situation, I'm just sick of everybody judging others for stuff that you may have done in your past. Who yeah. knows? Like, a you're lot of the people who are mad out. at him. Yeah, you're just lucky it's not out. Yeah. You're just lucky that nobody has access to your journals. And I'm not a Connor Murray guy, and I don't think you are either. He left A&M. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and as a Texas guy, you can't like him. But the dude was great this year, and he, he deserved awesome. the Heisman. He did, absolutely, he, he, did. he was putting historic numbers. He yep. put up a great that that Big Twelve title game was awesome, right? Um, but the one thing that I do want people to take away from that, like when when tweets like that, I hate it when that happens. I think it's such bullshit that you're going through old stuff, 
They're teenagers. Who has time to look, look through this? I don't, it's actually not that hard. I hear people say, like, who has the time to do this? Do you just search on the Twitter engine? Yeah, like, you just go Kyler Murray, and then you start putting in bad words, and you see what comes back. Have you ever done it? I've done my own, because I... Have you erased any tweets? That you- I, I've erased a handful of tweets. Yeah. I, because I went back, and they weren't... They didn't use any bad words, because I was older when Twitter started. I was in yeah. the 20s, and I understood that, okay, look, I get it. There's going to be a history regarding this. I didn't use bad words, but I, there's certain things where I would, I said things where I was like, ah, you know what? I don't feel good about this. I'm deleting it. And nobody found it because I just searched personal things, right. right? But you can do that. You can search Kyler Murray and insert whatever bad word. It's not that hard to do. It, it might be harder to comb through the data because, you know, Texas fans might be calling him bad words, right? right, right? right. And like, you got to go you, through that. Yeah. But you can do it where put a search filter has Kyler Murray ever said X word? Boom. It's that easy. Right. Right. Has Raheel ever said this? It's that easy. It really is. It's not that hard. Uh, and I and I highly encourage everyone to do that. Like if you've if you think you've said the F word on Twitter, uh, or you were, you know, putting a rap lyric up and you said the N-word or type the N-word because you're like, this is a rap lyric. Look, search it, figure it out. I, I and look when I and I tell these kids that I talk to and I try to mentor a lot of kids and you know they're in high school, middle school, whatever, I tell them you're gonna do things because you're a teenager. I get it. You're we're all we're all bleep holes. We we do Even dumb adults. things. We're, we're all. Yes, we're still yes, absolutely you're right. Adults and, don't get and, a pass. And by the way, media personalities are some of the biggest. Oh, we're the worst. I hate oh I hate media personalities. And, and I don't know which group of media personalities I dislike the most. I don't know yet. <laughs> I I dislike me sometimes because I do it too. And I'm like, you're such a loser sometimes for heel. Uh, but I tell them, guys, you're going to do it, but I'm just telling you, learn from these lessons and don't do it. Don't, you know, and I've seen like kids that I know, I see a lot. I'll go play basketball with them and they'll tweet a rap look. I'm like, dude, take this down. Take this down. I don't care that your account's private. Take it down. You don't know what's going to happen in your life. It's going to come back and bite you. You don't know who's going to have access to this. Just take it down. Back, take it down. Back to the parenting thing mm-hmm. you know, on this topic. I am trying to preserve my kids' youth as long as possible. Uh, they they play Xbox. They you know PS4 or whatever. They have an account that it's under my name that I monitor. That being said, like they're not gonna be having Facebook accounts. They're not gonna have Twitter accounts. Uh, at some point, of course. And and I don't know what that age is when I feel that I and also I'm gonna be stalker dad. Oh, I will check their mm-hmm. browsing history, and I do know that they're going to be smarter than me and they're going to figure out ways to at some point. But I believe in preserving your kids' youth as long as possible and keeping them away from that. Now, you can't keep them guarded. You can't because mm-hmm. then it could... But I, I do believe... My kids are... The oldest are 10. Yeah. I think you can wait a little bit before you enter that world. Um, is 15 too young to have a Twitter account? I don't know. I guess I'll figure that out when my kid is 15. Might be, might be too old. Who knows? Yeah. You know, like we just don't know, but... If you're listening, you know a youth, you know somebody in that age range. They don't even have to be necessarily famous. You know, point out these examples to them and then also tell them. Here's the other thing I think we miss out on this conversation. And and I think this is a bigger conversation that we'll have one day with everyone and with each other. But the whole, well, look, we were teenagers. I was a teenager once. We got to stop excusing people's behaviors because we once did it. Like, I think there has to be an improvement. I think a teenager today that sees the Kyler Murray stuff and he listens to sports radio and we just go, 
Hey, we were all teenagers once. We all said this. Hey, it was what we did. Yeah, 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 that's what we did. Look, you're just being a kid. Yeah, a kid can be a kid. Fine. But hopefully you can learn from it so we can kind of cut some of this behavior out. Where a kid can be a kid? Yeah. I've heard of that before. Rest in peace, Toys R Us. That's what I thought, yep. Should have just held out to the holiday season, maybe. Oh, man. Yeah, but that that's my that's my one thing. I think a lot of people just excuse it because we did it. Like, no, well, let's learn from it. We learn from everything else. We learn from every single thing else. And Why we also can't they keep, learn from keep making the same mistakes, yeah, too, though. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Let's try to learn from it and say, hey, 15-year-old, here's why you can't say queer anymore. You Here's why you can't say the other F word because it, it hurts people, right? And you might, you might think it's just with your boys, but it could hurt people. That's why you don't use this word. I Teach just try not to curse in my life in general uh, at this point in my life. I just, there's, I don't know what good comes from it. Does it happen? Of course. You yeah. stub your toe, you say something, uh, a sporting event, Real Madrid gives up three goals. I'm going to say something. Um, Are you still a Real Madrid fan? I'm a huge... And you and your fake... No, 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 it's real. PSG. <laughs> okay, it's real. Uh, doesn't U of H wear the Jordan brand? Yeah, but I'm not rooting for... Okay. I already have a team that's allocated for that sport. Same thing with Oklahoma. Somebody called so me out on that. So you just like Neymar and PSG because of the Jordan brand? And because Mbappe. I love Mbappe. I love him. Because he like, Are you actually Cup, really watching their games? Dude, I watch them. Okay. I watch them. I keep up with the news. I watched the other day on uh, Champions League when, uh, Tuesday. Excuse Tuesday. Me. Yeah, Tuesday, Champions League uh, Tuesday. Yep. Uh, what's up? Won the group. Yeah, yeah. Four goals, baby. I'm Ended a up big winning. fan of Champions League, man. Screw Liverpool, by the way. Just one goal. Do your, li- do your listeners uh, watch or listen to soccer? I don't know. I don't so know. We, probably, I can, I, we can talk about it. I don't care. There, there was a time where I hated to watch soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a time I was a Dynamo sideline reporter, and I didn't know anything about the sport. All I would do, and I and thank you to Oliver Luck and to Rocky Harris yeah. for hiring me and, and Chris Canetti, was I would listen to Coach Kinnear, Dom Kinnear, talk on the sidelines, and I regurgitate his information. Yeah, Dom says you're going to do a four four three defense and blah blah, or you know, like formation, and and I didn't know any of that stuff. Now I watch so much that I I'm I'm enthralled into the whole Champions League. It, it's the best. How'd you get into Real Madrid? What was your entry point? I, I'll, I'll tell you. And uh, first off, it was my kid's love for soccer, playing it, that kind of got me. And I, this is a humble brag, but everything I do, I do almost too much, 150 miles an hour. So I don't just enter things lightly. So uh, we watched the Ronaldo documentary. Uh, and, and I got, Ronaldo's our favorite player, but I got some issues with him. Obviously, some of the off-the-field stuff that I hope didn't happen. Yeah. But, I mean, if if it is true, then... You know, That's that jersey true. will be outlawed from our house. But uh, we, I watched a documentary on him that really made me like him because he's, he's a really good guy and a good teammate and one of the best ever to play the game. So I watched this documentary, and then I, I'll never forget, we were going on a cruise in 2015, I think it was 2015, and Portugal was playing France in the Euro Cup final, and we watched the whole game together. Ronaldo got hurt in that game, and, and Portugal ended up winning. And I just remember the kids really got into it. So we started watching a lot of Real Madrid, and we became diehard Madrid fans. Uh, and we, we, we root for Juventus right now because Ronaldo's there, but our team is without a doubt Real Madrid. Okay, so you, you he brought you in, and that's it. You're not leaving Real We're not Madrid. leaving Real. I mean, See, and my entry point was I love Jordan Brand. They announced a partnership. You're Mbappe in. had a huge, huge World Cup. I'm like, this kid's... The more I read up on him, I was like, this kid's awesome, man. Like, he's a good kid. He's a great kid. He's an awesome S- second kid. Second youngest ever to score in a World Cup final. Yeah. Uh, Pele obviously being the first. 
just fantastic. He's probably not going to spend his career at PSG. Nope. He'll end up at Real at some point uh, or we Barcelona. Deep, we got some deep pockets at PSG now. Yeah. Well, you know who owns uh, PSG? It's the same people who own BN Sports, by the way. Same group. So let me... One more minute of soccer talk? Uh, yeah. Do you think Modric deserved the ballon? You know, or did I don't, you watch enough? I don't watch enough to know like if he did or he didn't. I, I just don't. I, I, I keep up with PSG... And that's it. That's it. That's it. I don't care about, I don't, like, it's, I don't, I, I care about the Astros. I don't care about the NL. So I'll tell you this. Okay. In my humble opinion, Modric deserved to finish fifth. And I love Modric. Best midfielder in the world, or one of the top Had a three. huge World Cup. Huge World Cup. Uh, but you cannot compare the year he had to my guy, Ronaldo. You can't mm-hmm. compare it. And you can't compare it to the year Messi had. You just can't. And, and there's, I think Modric had five goals, 17 assists, something like that. Ronaldo had 54 goals. Uh, I think Messi had the same amount of goals. Ronaldo had 11 assists. Messi had 17 assists. Ronaldo won the Champions League with one of the most amazing uh, bicycle kicks you've ever seen, which Gareth Bale then a week later had a better one. Yeah. Uh, Messi won La Liga. Modric was great. The reason Modric won was because he got his team, Croatia, to the, the, to the final. Mm-hmm. And he plays for Real Madrid. And Real Madrid is like the Yankees where they control the votes. So if basically, Ronaldo, who finished second, would have stayed with Real. He would have won hands down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Messi being fifth, I think, is ridiculous. Messi is still 1A or 1B. Is there something that happens with the soccer community? Because, again, I'm just a PSG guy and like I just yeah. follow them. That happens in the NBA where you go, well, look, James Harden put up these crazy numbers. He's fantastic. He's awesome. He, he does... He's so efficient on offense. Look at the free throws, yeah. the scoring, the assists, and all this. But he plays no defense. Like he does not. Like literally, there's moments. They talk that way in soccer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. it is right. Like is they that, hold that against Ronaldo that he's become a one-dimensional player yeah. where he just kind of, I don't want to say cherry picks because you can't really. But he's he stands in one spot to yeah. find the goal. In fact, people got mad at him for yesterday's match. Uh, Juventus lost, but they weren't really trying against young boys in the last game of the uh, their group stage. And he was offsides because he was trying to head in a Dabala goal, and it cost Dabala a goal. But yeah, I mean, there's the same that stuff. happens, right? Yeah. And, and by the way, like Shrek, our boy gets mad at me because I think Ronaldo is one of the greatest players ever. But I and he said, like, "You didn't see Maradona really play. You didn't see this." And I and I tell him, I am not qualified to compare eras, right? So like when kids tell me today, LeBron was school Jordan. You can't use a YouTube video to me as a tutorial to yeah. to be able to dictate. It's a different era. I'm watching things through in a lens of right now and with limited history in soccer. And to me, Ronaldo's the best of right now. And Messi. I mean, there's no doubt. I'm just not a Barcelona guy. But I'm not going to compare. Just like, it's hard for me to compare MJ to LeBron. I take MJ because I grew up in that era. I saw what he was able to do for the league and whatnot and his killer instinct. But people who just watch LeBron and watch YouTube clips of MJ, I don't think are qualified for the debate. Just that's just me. Here's I've been doing this because you know that debate happens so much. And when I was look, I was ten, prime Jordan, right? Like nine. Well, prime Jordan was ninety one actually. Ninety one was prime Jordan, like the greatest score, all that. But the reiteration of Jordan, the fadeaway Jordan, the second three. I was 95, so I was like between 10, 10 and 13, right? Yep. Um, I don't remember every game. I don't remember it. So you know what I've been doing when I work out, when I'm on the elliptical, you trying watch to get out? I go look up the full games, not highlights, full right. game. And you watch it and you go, yeah, he's still, he's look, MJ's still the greatest, guys. Some but LeBron is maybe the greatest 
arsenal of talent we've ever seen. Yeah. Size, ability. Yeah, moving uh, at that size is uh, is unreal. I, but, yeah. But what I what I think I give MJ is for the totality of his career, the killer instinct mm-hmm. that LeBron developed at the end of or the middle, I guess it depends how long he mm-hmm. plays, that he's shown the last few years. He is definitely a different type of player today than he was his first year or second year in Miami. And his first four years, I would like... Uh, Oh, sorry, you said Miami. In I Miami, like that. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miami I always forced hold, him to be like, okay, now I got to kick it up. Well, I always look at him the way he handled that first NBA Finals against the Mavs, which I was rooting for the Mavs because I worked for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way he handled that series, where he was a, a deferrer, he didn't have the killer instinct. I hold that against him, yeah. as I should. Just like people hold against MJ that he played with Pippen, or they hold against him what happened in '95 when he uh, got pickpocketed from Nick by Nick Anderson in the in the. So look, there you could. You could draw up whatever narrative you want. Mm-hmm. I just, I think part of your legacy is how you change the game. And there's no doubt LeBron changed the game. He changed the way free agencies looked upon. He changed the the friendship game. There's a lot of things he did. Yeah. Uh, he is he is in the conversation. I would just pick MJ because it's my era and the uh, killer instinct. I'm a little biased towards. All right, Snoke is alive. Which one's Snoke? Come on, man. <laughs> you don't remember Snoke? I'm t- yeah, Last re- Jedi. Oh, that's right. I think he's alive. I, you know what? I need to rewatch it. Just rewatch I'm it and listen to the that. words that Snoke says before he dies. Listen to what he says. What? Why didn't they have a December movie this year? Because um, I believe Disney was reorganizing their Star Wars plan because they felt that they were putting too much content out right away. Because mm-hmm. they did Force Awakens, then they did Rogue One, then they did Last Jedi, yeah. then they did Han Solo like three months later, and then. Now they're they're waiting a little bit. That's I was confused because I thought they were going to be like Jordan, where they really every they December, were going to like every December is just oh you got the new Jordans you watch the new Star Wars yet? There was supposed to be like a Boba Fett movie coming out. There's talk of a Obi Wan movie coming out. Yeah, but uh, I think they're pausing because a lot of people didn't love Han so- the Solo movie, whatever it's called, and they didn't love Last Jedi. I loved Last Jedi. I Last, yeah, we left it like that was a pretty good movie. I loved it. I got to rewatch it though. I know people didn't like that Luke was you know. A grumpy old man. That guess what? That's what happened. After you've taken down uh, a space federation, okay? Yeah. And you've been you want to leave, and you're like you lost so many close people in your life. You become grumpy, guys. Have you ever hung out with a 55 year old sports guy, a sports reporter, anchor, radio guy, or newspaper guy? They're all grumpy. All everyone gets grumpy, guys. That's what happens. Luke, just because he's in space doesn't mean he's and he's he's not homeless, but he has no friends. He's got those little friends, those little fake Ewoks that take care of him. Nothing. He has no one to talk to. Nothing. Except ghost. You got light years, right? Like you can travel at the speed of light. You can go light years in, in a second, right? And he's stuck living in a rock. And his I'm nephew so that he mentored is a mass murderer. He's a horrible person. And, and and by the way, Luke tried to kiss his sister. Okay, so he's, he's got issues. Still, yeah, he's still dealing with that he's whole saying, thing. And he's his dad like, was a killer. His like, dad was terrible childhood. His uncle Owen treated him poorly as well. He should be grumpy. You're right. Yes. He should, he yes, guys, leave him alone. He's supposed to be grumpy. His uncle Obi Wan, like his best friend, just died also in like real life. Which right? one? Oh, Han Solo. Yes. Okay. Is that a spoiler alert? Five years later, is that okay? No, I think it's fine. The worst part of Last Jedi was Leia doing the Mary Poppins. uh, Yeah, what was that? Whenever the the spaceship got crashed into it and she's in space and she flies to the base. Oh, that was terrible. Like she had a little Jedi in her, that's why. Well, she's got a little bit. Yeah. Um, What's happening in Channel 13, dude? Everything good? Yeah. 
Things are good. Sports stories. It's it, you, you know, like you like it. Channel, uh, TV versus radio. Go real quickly. Break it down. You've I, told me before, but I, think I, I don't. Listeners. Know, I don't know if there's. I think I like radio more from a an opinion standpoint, but there is nothing like telling a good human interest story. So like covering the Texans on a day-to-day basis where Bill O'Brien doesn't say that much and the players have been brainwashed not to talk a lot, that's not a fun part of the job anymore. Uh, I talk about uh, probably 07 through, and I talked to our boy Owen Daniels recently about this name drop, isn't that cool? Uh, That back then it was fun to go in the locker room because you had the amazing ability of bringing out personality from athletes and you knew how to tap into me, my artistry, if you will, how to get me out of uh, the reporter mode. And we had some fun in those locker rooms. We had, you know, Dwayne, Owen, all the tight ends, James Casey. It was just a, a di- Arian was our guy. Like there was, a, it was a different feel. The NFL is so corporate, and I think coaches are so guarded. And I get why. And only so much information is coming out. The day to day grind of covering sports isn't as fun as it used to be. But there's nothing like telling a good story, and a good story isn't always a high school story. Sometimes it's, you know, some of the stuff JJ Watt does off the field. Sometimes it's. I mean, it can't always be the Astros winning the World Series, but that clubhouse is a fun clubhouse yeah. to cover. Uh, so I like the opinions of radio and the freedom of radio, but I think my favorite thing to do is to tell a good human interest story. Do you get recognized more because of TV? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't. It's, the people who watch the news are different than follow me on social media and are different than are my radio peeps. So I, I don't go a week without a no layups or a Raheel or a fifteen sixty kind of interaction if it's but through social media, in person. That's probably where I think I made my biggest name. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like older folks at the at the grocery store, sure. Like hey, aren't you that sports guy? Are you David Nuno? They call yeah. you by name. Yeah. Or are you that sports guy? It's usually sports guy, isn't it? Like, hey, aren't you? Uh, that? And, and my kids freak out about it. They go, Are you famous, Dad? I go, No, just like a popular kid at school. Yeah. And like it like I, I we got recognized we uh at Disney World in Orlando by Houston fans one year. Get out of here. A couple here. years ago. And my kids thought it was the like they didn't think it was cool. They thought it was creepy. Uh that, you know, and this family, they were so nice. Can you take a picture with us? So, like, my kids and I at Disney World taking a family, a family pick with a random family at Disney. I have to. Um, that's happened to me. It's radio so different now because everything is digital. Right. So, like, when you listen to us, you see a picture of us. You follow on Twitter more than likely. So, you know the people a little bit more yep. now than before. Like, at 1560, like, our P1s, our gamers would know us, but nobody else would because why would you? And, and then 1560 was such a juggernaut. For those who knew about us, but a lot of people didn't know yeah, about a lot us. Of people, like now, we were in Katy for we we're hanging out with my cousin and his kids, and and a guy came up to me. He's like, "You're Raheel, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Listen to you, man." I'm like, "Cool." Do you ever get one of those like somebody like says hi to you, but you don't know if they know TV David or maybe they know you from like high school? Like, and you don't want to be like, yeah. Like I had that happen to me on a plane. We're it, coming back from DC, and this guy stops me. And my wife now knows, like she gets it. She knows, yeah. she knows what to do. Like I, we have a routine where if somebody stops me because you're a listener, she kind of goes away because, and she'll take Hayden with her because she, I'm like, I don't want you guys in pictures with me. Like I, that's not, you guys didn't sign up for this. I did. If somebody asks for a picture, I don't want them in it. I hate that. Uh, so she'll grab her and just kind of move on over. Right. But we're getting on the plane and this guy goes, Hey man, 
you look familiar. And I was like, crap, not on the plane. Don't do this right now. No, people, so like, awkward. Be people are, then, then you have to say hi. The people are looking at you like, who is this guy? Yeah, like, you got to explain it to people. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know you, man. And he's like, he's not being loud, but he's being loud enough to right. people. And, you know, what's up, family boarding, group B. Don't have to pay extra. So oh, that's right, what's yeah. up, family boarding? I love it. And he goes, I know you, man. And I'm like, he goes, did you go to Clemens High School? <laughs> I said, yes, I did. Clemens High School. What's up, man? What's your name? I forgot. I'm sorry. Move on. No pictures. I was like, thank you so much, man. Now, now, true local fame are weathermen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Tim Heller, famous, right? Weather- Alita Loresca, famous. Alita. Like, Travis Herzog, those are real, like. Yeah. Because they, like, you know them. True fame, Dave Ward. That's, like, famous. Yeah, yeah. Right? Gina Gaston, famous. Uh, here, John and Lance, famous. Mm-hmm. The rest of us are just like dudes that talk sports. Yeah, people know. Like somebody might know you. Yeah. You know, like. There's, oh, yeah, I used to listen to him. He's cool. Yeah, like there's podcasts that have bigger numbers than we do. Like, I'm serious. Like sports radio. Thank you for listening. I love you guys. And I, you know what? It's cool to listen to radio again, everyone. Okay. I know podcasts are awesome. Thank you for listening to this podcast. But there's like podcasts in the city of Houston that are bigger than the actual sports radio stations. It's just the truth. The Ray Carruth podcast, really good. Is it? I'm listening to it right now when I run. Really good. Like what? It's like it's uh, done by the Charlotte Observer. Oh, okay. The guy who covered him twenty years ago. Like, Why does Ray Ruth have a podcast? No, not his. I was like, this, <laughs> right. I, and I don't want to be rude to you. I was like, okay, thank. Why are you like, listening, David? No, the it's about the the case. The documentary. Okay, yeah, it's like it's, a documentary. It's docuseries. Okay. It's really good. And then he actually met up with Ray, like I, I don't know recently, oh, wow. and he got a picture of Ray uh, at his house. And uh, Ray did, wouldn't do an interview, but he did talk to him. Uh, it's it's just really like. Those are the kind of podcasts I like listening yeah, to. Those long form, informational, uh, and I love books on tape now. Yeah. By the way, um, I'm my my goal for 2019. We gotta start wrapping it up because I think we, where are we at? Like I think we're at two and a half hours almost. Because we I did an hour with Jose just recapping my Washington D.C. trip. HW, I got a chance to go. Say well, this good. is part one. We can do a part two in the in a year. Yeah, we can. Yeah, when I invite you back on. Yeah. If, you, if your numbers are good enough, Nuno. We'll see. I don't know if you know this or not, David. But it's all about tracking. Okay. How did Cody do? Cody sucked. Really? I listened. I, I thought it was. Here somewhere. That's why I said uh, it really loud. I thought it was really good. No, I love Cody. Cody did. The numbers are fine. Did, I don't Sh- care. did Shrek I, I, do well? Shrek was actually one I sent to a lot of people. Yeah. Because his story is really good. That was actually my next topic. Good segue. We still have it. Oh, we, we have time? Um, Shrek. Let's talk about him real quickly. I'm going to give you guys a quick recap. If you haven't heard him, just look up in the episodes. It's Juan Beltran. It's just Juan Beltran, okay, guys? But we call him Shrekskin because the first time I saw him, I was like, he looked like this Mexican Shrek. Yeah. Okay, Shrekskin's the nickname now. And he's not Mexican. He's, uh, what is he, Peruvian? I don't even know. I don't talk to him. He eats uh, El Salvador. Arepas, El Salvador. What? Okay, Mexican. He <laughs> hates that. I'm, hey, I know everyone's different. I'm not Indian, so don't call me Indian. Um. He's from he, El Salvador. His favorite soccer team is from Honduras. and uh, He loves Mexico soccer, too. Yeah. Okay. No, he hates Mexico soccer. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a guy that uh, he started as an intern. Go listen to the podcast. I'm just going to do a quick summary. Started as an intern. Fast forward, a TV job here, a random production job. Boom, boom, boom. He's full-time at Channel 13 now, okay? Like living the dream, doing reporting in a big market. He's just killing it, right? He's awesome. Good dude. Has some issues with grammar sometimes. But Definitely. great dude. Great. We all do, okay? And he's a story that I use a lot when I, when I go talk at schools. If you want me to come speak at your school, always email me. I love talking, especially a school that has mostly minority students. That's my big thing now. I really embrace that, by the way. Do you? 
I want I want to let minority kids know that we can do this, guys. Like, look, we got Juan. Like, I I bring his story up all the time. I go, this guy was. He was selling stuff out of his car, legit. We're not making that up. People no, think he we really, act, like he was legit selling us headphones, headphones out of his car. Okay, <laughs> he got me a great deal on Beats. Okay, that was pretty cool. And now he is working full time at Channel Thirteen as a reporter. I, the term hustler has a negative connotation at times. He is the good version of that. Mm-hmm. That guy, he, he grinds, and it, it's refreshing to have somebody like him in the office. Because I think what happens to a lot of media people is we get we burn out. Uh, I've had my burnout moments where I'm I'm just tired. And then if you get around other burnouts, if you get around other people who are burned out, I should say, uh, it can bring you down. Being around people like Joe Gleason at Channel 13, who I think is just awesome. a grinder. Friday football, what's oh, up? Oh, dude, that dude. And he and he's happy to do his job. A guy like Juan who doesn't look at the clock, which he can't tell time. Well, that's part of the reason. Yeah, if if it, it has <laughs> to tell him, he pushes a button. You've been at work for six hours, but he 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 will work through everything, and he listens, and and he he has that same kind of determination in everything he does his life. This dude has done three Ironmans, still a little round. That being said, he's lost a lot of weight. He's in great shape. He's fast for you know a little guy. He's really fast. Like he can run fast. Yeah, uh, not as fast as Raheel, but he can. Okay, probably, but he he's, can, he's he's so good at it that you won't do another. Uh, he's gotten in my head. You were scared to do a triathlon I, because you think he's going to beat you. I ran, I, I did one full sprint try, which right. is a shortened triathlon. So it is a 600 meter swim, was it? A 300 meter 300 swim. meter swim, 10 mile bike ride, but it really ends up being like 12 and a half. Because, and a three mile run. And which really ends up being like 2.9. Yeah, yeah. Was it like 2.1? It, it was a little shorter. Yeah. The, yeah. At least that Jeff and Brady's one that we've yeah. done. Anyways, I thought I did the first time ever. And I had like, I had a mountain bike, I think it was like a shitty bike, whatever. I did okay. I, and I you felt good. I, I beat him, okay? And this guy trains for him. But then I started, like, he, he got this new bike, and he's posting every single day that he's practicing and this and that. And then we did a shortened one because of rain, so it was just a run and a swim. And you beat him just because he the bike didn't happen, right? Yeah, because the bike didn't happen. You couldn't live with yourself if you let if I he can't beat let you. him beat me. At some point, he's going to beat You're going to have to do it. Just take it a little more serious for three months. I can't. I mean, we, imagine I how good that would do on social media. You versus Juan. Remember the time he took on Leva in flag football? Yeah, or that touch was football? bad. God, he was so bad. Oh. Juan was so bad. Uh, but yeah, he's a story that I bring up. He, he's a, a grinder. Lot. I love it, man. It's it's. I think it's a story that needs to be out there more for a lot of kids that you know that don't get that don't get to see a reflection of themselves on TV or radio. He's very self. He's a selfless human being, and I and I got to give him props mm-hmm. as a human. Uh, we we love to bag on him, but he's become one of my closest friends in the world. He comes to my house two three times a week. Has a great relationship with my children, like a legit relationship with my children. Uh, he's he's just a phenomenal person that we love to bag on. But he he is an example of if you just work hard, anything can happen. Yeah, and, and the reason I brought him up is I was going to tell you like I've really like started before. I it wasn't a big deal to me. Final topic, I promise. Uh, it wasn't a big deal to me. Like when I first started at 1560, I was just like, I'm just doing sports radio. Like I don't right. represent any, I'm just doing it. Right. Cause I like it. It's fun. That's what I went to school for. It's just cool. Um, but now I've really like, it's, I'm, I'm making it my mission where I'm, I want other minorities to know that, Hey guys, we need more of us in this. We, we really do need more. And every minority, you know, every single minority guys, 
and this isn't anything against white people. I had a white people conversation again. It's nothing like that. But when you look at radio stations, you look at TV broadcasts, and I think TV's done a way better job locally. TV is a reflection of the community. Like, yeah, I think TV's, Channel 13 is definitely absolutely. a reflection of the community. Absolutely. You, you've got Chauncey and Maida yep, doing a 3 o'clock. They launched an entire product bra- uh, you know, embracing their cultures, their, uh, you know, who they are. That's a big thing. Think you know, about it, Art and Mel. Another show, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have yeah, Eric, absolutely, Eric and Gina. You know, yeah. you look at our our uh, weather folks from Tim Heller to Alita Loresca What's to up, David Alita? Tillman to Colin Myers, who's a young version. Uh, Colin's so good. Colin started about a year ago. Yeah, Travis Herzog, great Aggie. Herzog's good. Um, so it, we, we've got TV's done a better job of it than radio has in, in terms of reflecting, and you start watching, but not when we were growing up. It wasn't as reflective as, uh, I, I don't know if I remember or not. I, I mean, because I mean, Melanie's mm-hmm. been at thirteen forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gina's been at thirteen forever, so I, I, maybe yeah, you know, like. But I think Houston's changed as a city as well. Yeah, absolutely, and it's not reflected in sports radio. Like when I look at lineups, I go, "All right, let's look at this real quickly." Six ten, it's like okay, John Lopez, cool. There's one. Anybody else? And I know there's people behind the scenes. Uh, I don't know them personally, but and this isn't a like let's bag on a because they have a bunch of white dudes hosting a show. I'm not doing that. Please don't take it for that. I'm doing it as it doesn't reflect our sports space because when we go to games and I walk around and we're walking in, I'm like, wow, this is. But it's, could that it's, be a product of not enough people have gone in that direction as a career as well, though? Yes, definitely. That and that's why like I'm making my mission to let. All these kids know that hey, this is an option, guys. This is an option. Don't like, don't think. Are you not it's scared impossible. of media in the future, though, as a as a real career? Uh I am, and I'm not. I don't know. I'll, I'll take it because everyone. We've had this. We had to talk when I took this job at ESPN three years ago about like, well, dude, radio's kind of declining. I'm like, well, it's a good, you know, it's still there, and yeah, it is declining in terms of ratings and other things are getting popular. We have different platforms now, though. Yeah, it, it is. It's getting way different, but I, I'm telling you, just from my personal experience, I, I anything I put out gets so much reaction. Like it's it, it's more popular. It's easier to get. I'm traction. just worried about I, I, this. Is the grown man in me? The salaries in our industry mm-hmm. declining because the amount of content that's out there that yeah. the demand won't be there as much. So I think overall the consumer is being satisfied because they have there's a plethora mm-hmm. of information. But with that plethora of information, you just need an iPhone, sit down, and let's go. Yeah. And, uh, now, good is good. So if you're good, people are going to come find you. There's people making money just doing YouTube videos at their house, right? So yeah. good content is really good content. But the direction of media, there's always going to be a place for sports radio. There's always going to be a place for news. Uh, where that is in people's landscape, I don't know. It, it might be, you know, most. I, th- I think our generation gets a lot of their information from Twitter as opposed to the local news, right? But there is a place for local news, and there is a place for the drive home uh, talk show. I think there will be a salary adjustment for a lot of people, yes. I do think that will happen. There's it's happening. Be, yeah, it's happening. You're, you're, you're right. There is, it is happening with newer players in the game. But I think a lot of older players in the game and people that are used to a certain salary, it might be a reality check. Pretty well, soon. they need I don't to know, adjust. Like, yeah. Everyone, like, but look, as 
if there's people willing to advertise and your rates are the same and they're like, yeah, we'll do it. It might not be for them. It might be for the new person coming in. Yep. Like you have to adjust. Might, yeah. You you look at Dave Ward's last year at 13 and now he's he's doing stuff for us again, but not as a, a day-to-day anchor. He was great on social media. Uh, he had to adjust. He had to mm-hmm. tweet. He had to Instagram. He had to, yeah. you know, like, and, and he got really good at it. If you're not keeping up, it's the longest show ever, by the way. I know. I think we've hit yeah, whatever. eight hours. Guys, I'm sorry. I usually try to keep it to an hour so you can do 30, driving to work, 30 back. Did we, did we hit every topic or no? Did we we did. I think we hit every topic. Uh, let me see. Life updates. I got that. Triathlon training. We talked a little bit about it. The Rockets. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, I, I, st- I love Daryl Morey. Uh, I, I, I think there's a lot of apologists for him, and there's a lot of people who are too hard on him. It needs to work. The Texans need to work. Mm-hmm. I believe in the Astros. I'm worried about the rotation because they're going to be three guys different next year. That being said, Jeff Luno has he's proven he can do it. So, and they, you have Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole and that lineup. You're still going to be in the mix. Uh, Texans, real quickly, giving Bill O'Brien that contract extension four extra years. That was my like. I love I love people at the Texans and I want them to succeed. Hell, because one that's you know our home team. Yep. I want them to succeed. I want people around the franchise to succeed. We have really good friends there. People I want to work with, hopefully one day. What's up, Drew? I love you. I think you're awesome. Drew's the best. Um, what's up, John Harris? Oh, I've already worked with you, brother. John. I love He'd you. work with him again. Yeah, yeah. I, I would don't love to work with him you. again, but I've already worked with them, so it's like I don't want him to be like, what the hell? No. We had a John and Raheel show. It was a, That's right. That's right. A little, like, two-month. It was good, though. It was yeah, getting some numbers. It was fun. Um, I love them, but because of that contract extension that was like unwarranted in my opinion, I'm kind of out on the te- like I'm checked out until you prove me wrong. I'm checked out. I don't know. I feel like when it comes to and really the Rockets the same way because I think last year I didn't believe. I know most people in the world thought the Rockets were going to win if CP3 doesn't get hurt, and they probably would have. I still the Houston in me was like they're going to find a way to lose this series. That's what I felt. Yeah. Like, and, and the reality is they were really close. I mean, even without CP3, they were up, what was it, 19 in the first half of yeah. game six, whatever. So uh, there's certain teams that I think have to prove it to me. And the Texans have to prove to me that they are legit, a legit force. I don't believe that they are. But it doesn't mean I'm not enjoying the ride, right? Like, yes. can they can they finish the three seed, knock off the Chargers in the first round or whoever? Sure. And then travel to New England and maybe win? Yeah, because I don't think New England's the same New England. I think the entire NFL is a bunch of kind of good teams or not so good. And the Texans on the given Sunday, and I know they say that for every team, but could they could they do it? Do I think they're that team? No, I don't. I think the Rams, the Chiefs, the Saints are legit good, and everybody else is just kind of good. And, and the Patriots have the history, so they'll find a way to be good too. Right, I love the Rams. I love Sean McVay. That's why. That's why partially I don't like the Bill O'Brien extension. I'm like, where's our Sean McVay? Where's our young guy that's innovative and uh, but like, he connects with players in a way you're just like, man, this guy. Like, is it because they're in the AFC South, or is it because Bill is good at what he does? Like, I, I'm, I kind of changed my mind on Bill. The one thing I'll give him credit on, his teams fight to the finish for yeah. him. Right, you, he's had a lot of poor starts in his time here in Houston. He's had a lot of great finishes. Oh yeah, you know, and and we'll see how they finish this season. But they could when they were first of all, they should have lost the Colts game, right? And if they would have been zero and four. This story would be completely different. They would not have rattled off. I don't think eight straight wins, in my opinion. 
But the fact that they did rattle those off and they believed, and I don't know at what point were the because even those first few wins when they were three and three are like these are fake wins. Yeah, the teams are missing field goals, but hey, a win is a win, and they stack wins on yeah. wins, baby. Um, Rockets, real quickly, Tillman, having worked for the guy, I've said this on radio too, so this isn't like breaking news. If they, if this season isn't deemed successful, who's out? Is it Daryl? Is it there will be Mike? There will be changes. I don't know who. There will be changes because the one thing that Tillman is really good at is going to people that work for him and go, okay, they're doing this here. Why are they doing that? Why can't you do it? You can't do it? Okay, cool. We'll find something else. We'll figure this out. I, don't tell me how. Don't give me. Just do it. Okay, tell me why this isn't happening. Okay, you got a solution? Cool, do it. Not? Okay. I'm going to get fired. We'll get somebody else. Do you got to go to work today? Yeah, I'm angry. Oh, wow, my bad. It's 2.23. Okay, thank you, everyone, for listening. We got to wrap this up. Make sure you listen. Anything to else that we didn't talk to? We're, oh, we're going to uh, do our story, and you can listen to David's My Craziest Story on My Craziest Story, the podcast. Are we going to do that one fast? Yeah, quick. Okay. Uh, David, that story, that you. story shouldn't be quick, by it the should, way. Yeah, but it'll be enough, five yep. minutes, okay? Cool. All right, thank you, everyone, for listening, and we appreciate it. Sorry this one went a little bit longer, but it did, so we'll talk to you next time for the 2018 recap.